This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, September 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a mother was reunited with her six-month-old baby minutes after her SUV was stolen with the child inside early Monday morning in the Fox Chase section of Philadelphia. It happened around 3 a.m. on the 800 block of Arnold Street. Police say the mother was unloading her Nissan SUV with the infant in the back seat when her car was stolen. Police say the woman's iPhone was in the vehicle, which allowed officers to use its tracking feature to locate the SUV. The Nissan was found 10 minutes later at Castor and Griffith Street in Ronhurst. Police say the baby was still inside and was unharmed, fortunately. Can you imagine what a freaking nightmare that would be? Yeah. The car uh, theft suspects remain at large. Any informa- If you have any information, contact police. Philadelphia police say a teenager was gunned down while walking a dog in the city's Frankfurt section. It happened at 9 p.m. Sunday near the 5300 block of Horrock Street. According to police, the 17-year-old female victim was walking with another teenage girl and a small dog to the 7-Eleven near Bridge and Large Streets. After leaving the store, they were making their way to one of their homes when the teens noticed men inside of a gray Dodge Challenger. At some point, the teens made eye contact with the men in the vehicle, but no words were exchanged. Police say the teens noticed the car was following them when they got to the 5300 block of Horrock Street. Police say a suspect inside the car fired at least six shots, striking the 17-year-old multiple times. The teen was rushed to Temple University Hospital, where she later died. The other teen was not injured. Police are trying to determine if the teens knew the suspects. Uh, the victims did not indicate that they knew the individuals. In fact, no words were exchanged, so it's unclear for what reason they may have been targeted, if they were targeted at all, police said. No arrests have been made. Anyone with information is asked to contact police by calling 215-686-TIPS. Masks are no longer required in Philadelphia public schools beginning this morning. Face masks will now be optional, but still strongly encouraged. The district only requires masks for the first 10 days of the school year. District leaders say the mask mandate will return if the COVID-19 community level reaches the high level based on CDC standards. Masking also uh, may also be required in certain instances like uh, if a school or classroom has an outbreak uh, or after extended breaks. The district also announced last month it is implementing mask to stay. Did I hear correctly that they might mandate Wolfman masks? Oh, no way. <laughs> that, that would, would be, be awesome. more fun. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, so the mask to stay is students and staff who have been exposed to COVID-19 regardless of vaccination status are no longer required to quarantine at home unless COVID-like symptoms are present. Instead, officials said they can return to school but are required to wear a high-quality, well-fitted mask for 10 days. If a student tests positive, he or she must isolate at home for at least five days and do virtual learning. If the student is symptom-free after five days, they can return to school but must wear a mask for five days and eat in a designated area. Vaccines are required for teachers and staff. The district says as of mid-August, 89% are vaccinated. In, in a related story, Kathy, when I was a kid, my brother tore my wolfman mask and oh, I, I don't man. think I, I don't think I've forgiven him in a related story okay. <laughs> in sports this morning <laughs> The Eagles began their season with a 38-35 win over the Lions in Detroit. Jalen Hurts accounted for 333 yards and a touchdown, and A.J. Brown had a career-high tying 155 yards receiving in his Eagles debut. 
Hertz ran 17 times for 90 yards and a one-yard touchdown. The third-year quarterback was 18 of 32 for 243 yards, including a 54-yard pass to Brown that led the Eagles, taking a 24-14 lead at halftime. The Eagles scored 24 points in the second quarter and had a 17-point lead in the fourth that was cut to three, but they were able to hold on for the win. The Eagles' home opener is a week from tonight as they'll host the Minnesota Vikings for Monday Night Football. The Phillies beat the Washington Nationals 7-5 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. Alec Bohm hit a go-ahead two-run home run in the seventh inning to lead the Phils to the win in a game interrupted by rain for more than three and a half hours. Breeze Hoskins hit a three-run home run and added four RBI. The delay came with the Phils leading 1-0 through two innings and was the longest single in-game break in franchise history. Wow. There's like seven people in the stadium. <laughs> by the time Aww. the game plays, you can see it. They did put the Eagles game on in the Fanavision, though. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they were hanging okay. out during the rain delay. You could watch the Eagles game. That was good. The Phils are off tonight and will open up a series in Miami tomorrow night against the Marlins. And in soccer, Daniel Gazdag scored his 19th goal and added two assists to lead the first place union to an easy 5-1 victory over visiting Orlando City on Saturday night. The union moved 10 points in front of second place Montreal in the race for the top seed in the Eastern Conference. Their next match is in Atlanta on Saturday night. That's awesome. And that's what I have for you this morning. So you were a good luck charm. Uh, You know what? Yes, I was there. I got to bang bang the drum. I'll uh, I'll recap that a little bit later on. But yes, I was worried that uh, they were going to (laughs) lose after being on a great winning streak because I was there banging the drum. But no. I motivated them, motivated them to score five goals that night. Hell, I watched you, and I went out and played soccer. You That's how motivating you, you were. Should have. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we are happy. Uh, everybody's back together once again on a Monday morning. We got some stuff set for you, including a new Word of the Week prize. You're going to dig this. A trip for two aboard the Philly Sports Trips Ultimate Bus Trip to MetLife Stadium for the Birds game December 11th. Wow. That includes transportation, tailgate with beverages and catered food. Philly-style food, tickets to sit with hundreds of other Birds fans. Packages are on sale now to join the party. You can go to phillysportstrips.com today to book yours, but we have a free one to give away. Cool. So we will get the letter of the day at the end of the program and give away the prize on Friday. Uh, we also have a bunch of other new uh, stuff stacked up and ready to go as far as giveaways, including something on Wednesday we're pretty stoked about. We're going to have a pair of tickets to the sold-out Pearl Jam concert Wednesday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. So uh, we will we will actually give away those tickets on Wednesday. Are we doing that on Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, I just want to make yeah. sure we're correct on that. And so then, uh, we have a promo coming up that explains everything. I, oh, he- I heard it earlier. It's I, awesome. I've not had a chance to hear that, so we will have that for you in a second. Also, we have a guest <laughs> on the show today. Our friend, composer Michael Chikino will be on. Composer slash director yeah. Michael Giacchino will be on the program today. Slash Marvel director. That is correct. He is going to be uh, he's going to be uh, having his Marvel slash Disney plus directorial debut uh, with a movie called Wolf Ma- uh, Werewolf by Night. Yes. And so it's really cool because we mainly know him as a musical composer. He has done some shorter things yeah. as far as uh, directing goes, but uh, it's a big deal. It, and, uh, it is. Yeah, so we will uh, we'll chat with him <laughs> a little bit later on this morning about that. And it's been a little while since we talked to Michael. So, Well, we know why he's been busy now. Because yeah. he's been co- he's virtually composing everything that's being released, every major movie, and directing this. Crazy. 
Yeah. Good for him. Good person. Good things happening. Such a talent. So um, we'll talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour. And other than that, business as a usual. The uh, back to school A to Z is over. I know. It ended. I caught some of the uh, the whys yesterday. But uh, I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was Marcus who wrapped it up yesterday. or I'm not sure. I think it was Marcus last night, yeah. But, um, yeah, enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Just a great time. So. I miss it when it's. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. I do, too. All right. But nonetheless, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report got a bunch of stuff to pass along to you as well as a stupid question hang in there we'll be right back like the preston and steve show podcast well check out mmr's other audio on demand at wmmr.com or on mmr's mobile app Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so, um, stupid question prize. We have a pair of tickets to see Annie. Ah. Yes, the musical at the Kimmel Cultural Campus this October. So, I'm not sure the exact date of this or not, but we'll try and find that out for you. The question that I have for you this morning is the Stotinka was a unit of currency in which country? I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Stotinka. Stotinka. St. I, I think of Tatanka when I hear that. <laughs> but the Stotinka was a unit of currency in which country? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call if you know the answer. We'll mention some birthdays while we await your call. Today is Monday, September twelfth, and we will begin with Jennifer Hudson, EGOT winner. Yeah, my God, forty-one years old. It's pretty wild that she did not win American Idol, yet has gone on to unbelievable success. Yeah, yeah, I, she quite possibly could be the most talented yield of that whole crop, right? Yeah, if you start I, to think about I think it. so. I mean, you know, Kelly Clarkson's Kelly Clarkson, certainly talented. Maybe Carrie Underwood, yes, as successful. Both of those, right? But as far as sheer singing talent goes, come Jen- on, Jennifer Hudson's incredible. Uh, she played Aretha Franklin. Yeah. She did. Who won that season? I don't remember. I don't know. Okay, yeah, because uh, she plays the. Um, she is the. Is it the goat in sing? She, she does. does the, she uh, does Golden Slumbers. Go, yeah, at the end, she's, she's the, the she. she's the very wealthy uh, woman in uh, that uh, they're all hoping will help. And yeah, yeah and she's a, a big time diva singer. Yes. Yeah, this is her singing this. This is a, an incredible version of this song. It's amazing. Song. Yeah. But she has gone on to win uh, an Emmy, an Oscar, a Grammy, and a Tony. Yeah. Do you want a pertinent Preston and Steve show fun fact? Yeah. Michael Giacchino is a Tony away from being an EGOT. <gasps> no. Yes. Wow. Right, a Tony we're, away. We're going to talk to him a little yep. bit later on this morning, which is an uh, awesome song. But it's beautiful. Great voice. Oh, my God. I get goosebumps. Listen to this. Ah. Play just a little bit more of this. Beautiful. So, Case, 
the year that she was on American Idol, it was Fantasia Barino. Okay. Oh, yeah, I she didn't really go on oh. to do no. much. They made a movie about her life. I know that she she was um she could not read or write when she was on American Idol in a sense learned how to do so. Oh, okay. Uh, She's the, a really good singer. She had a raspy, um, really soulful voice. Um but yeah, I don't know why uh Why she, didn't have him for her? No. Well, you know, if you yeah. talk about like that that cover of the Beatles song personally over the weekend I happened to watch uh, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie. Yeah. And George Burns is such a good singer. <laughs> when I'm 64. It's so bad. Uh, so <laughs> Jennifer Hudson's 41 today. Emmy Rossum, actress. Kathy, you would know her from Shameless. Yeah, Shameless. She yep. was Fiona. She was the main girl and then left. Um, and I didn't watch it after she left, so I don't know how the show went. Oh, really? Yeah, but she got like... Um, I think she had she had a baby, so I'm not. Sure, I, I'm assuming the that's the character much. or her herself. No, her herself. Uh, I think that w- was part of the reason why she left the show. All so. right, uh, Phantom of the Opera, Mr. River, a bunch of other stuff. She's 36 today. Joey Pants, Joey Pantoliano, Rocky. <laughs> yes, he's in the group. Yes, that's not, not that. him. Yeah. That's not him. He's, he's being talked to. He's Francis. Yeah, yeah I just love. That. <laughs> I don't wear a hairpiece. <laughs> you just get so pissed off about that. You know what? My God, he's been in. So many things. I, in retrospect, you know, watching uh, the Matrix, mm-hmm. um, he made the right call. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. He made the right call. Yeah, I just saw. I don't need to know. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I don't sure want to know anything. I want a steak. Uh, but I remember him back in uh, Risky Business from the earlier days of oh, his yeah. career, and uh, La Bamba, and Midnight Run, and The Fugitive. Memento. He was great, La Bamba. I thought so too. Yeah, uh, great actor. Seventy-one years old today. Suffers from depression. Yes, he like does. Crippling depression. Has been so. very honest about it. Yeah. Uh, Nina Blackwood, MTV VJ, one of the originals, uh, celebrates her 67th birthday today. She was goth hot while Martha Quinn was next door girl hot. Yep. Uh, Maria Moldauer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she sang, Midnight at the Oasis, <laughs> sing your camel to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually just downloaded that song over the weekend, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, she is 79 years old today. <laughs> Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is Ben McKenzie. Uh, and, Steve, he played uh, Gordon on Gotham. Yes. Yeah, yeah really good. Uh, he uh, turns 44 today. Maria um, um, Bucco from a... I never, can never pronounce her name. Uh, uh, Marina Beckering. Yes, that's his wife. Uh, that's in real his life. wife. In real life? Yeah, in real life. Wow. Winner. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. All right, happy birthday, everyone, celebrating birthdays today. We'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. The Stotinka was a unit of currency in which country? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to, uh, is this Marie or Mary? Mary. Mary. Uh, Hi, good morning, Mary. Good morning. All right, so the Stotinka was a unit of currency in which country, please? Bulgaria. You are correct. Bulgaria. Hang on, Mary. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to Annie, one of the most beloved musicals of all time at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. This October, also don't miss Philadelphia Fall Arts Fest this Saturday at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And the free event is kicking off the season with performances, activities, and the best ticket deals of the season. Info at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Is that not, in fact, your favorite musical? It is my favorite musical of all time. And uh, it's going to run from October 11th through the 16th. i got to try and get out there and see it. Cool. All right, let me go through some uh, movies at the box office this weekend. Number one was Barbarian. Yeah. What? Which made $10 million. It's a horror movie. It's got <laughs> rave reviews. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, also, uh, coming in second was uh, Brahmastra Part 1 Shiva. Oh, you should see it. 4.4 million. What? And I've never seen <laughs> Okay. Uh, these are two movies that I never, and I have my finger on the pulse. I've never heard yeah, of the Barbarians. Is sort of a uh, a, a side uh, horror film coming in from uh, you know off stage. It's really getting tremendous okay. response. All right, then we had uh, Bullet Train, followed by Top Gun Maverick. DC League of Super Pets was fifth. Then you have The Invitation, Life Mark, Beast, Minions, The Rise of Gru, and Spider Man No Way Home. Still in the top ten. Have you seen Maverick yet? Uh, no. Okay. No. Is it uh, on stream? Is it streaming yet? It's supposed to be streaming now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Then I need to see it. All right. We're going to go through uh, some stories here for you. We'll begin with this. Following the death of Queen Elizabeth II on Thursday, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle joined Prince William and Kate Middleton for a walk outside Windsor Castle on Saturday. It was a surprising turn of events as tensions have been high between the Sussexes and the royal family. Kensington Palace says that William invited Harry and Meghan to join him and Kate uh, people reports that uh, security was not expecting both couples. The foursome was dressed in all black as they greeted crowds and took in the sight of flowers and other tributes laid out to honor the late queen. Hi! A source told the publication that William thought this act was an imp- important show of unity at an incredibly difficult time for the family. One insider said it's such an extraordinary historical moment and also a deeply personal one for the family that you'd hope... And think that all members of the family would unite and support the king, especially. I'm glad they did this. And perhaps some of those wounds can be healed in the process. Yes. It's like when you, it reminded me of all the, the flower uh, layout when uh, Diana passed. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, just in, insane amounts of bouquets strewn about. Uh, people also reported on Sunday the Markle's new podcast, Archetypes, uh, will be paused for the time being. It's unclear when new episodes will be released again. So Ray J went on Instagram Live to call out Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian after Kris took a lie detector test on the Late Late Show with James Corden last week. Uh, The polygrapher claimed that Kris was telling the truth when she denied orchestrating the sex tape deal between Kim, Ray J, and Vivid Entertainment. And Ray J, like, flipped out. Like, his response was pretty intense. He said, you effed with the wrong black man, Kris Jenner. All right. I don't give an F how old this S is. What you're trying to do to me is almost inhumane and foul at the highest level. F this being just racist. This is wrong to do to anybody. You think you can just F people over and get away with it forever. And he went on to say, you never sued Steve Hirsch for $5 million because we all made that up together. It was your mom's idea. You want to take a fake lie detector test? And it says with John Grogan. John Grogan? He's a laughing stock. All you got to do is Google him and look at what comes up. Clown S, well, he says. Well, I have to say the the likelihood that they would have taken, you know, that, that she would have gone for a, um, a lie detector test on the James Corden show, you know, that would turn out anything but oh, positive yeah. in her favor. Oh, She's yeah, rather yeah. remote. So maybe Ray J has an issue here. Oh, to be honest, we've always heard that Mominger was part of the arrangement, mm-hmm. and so they they made their money off of it. But well, I guess he, Ray J says he's he deserves a piece of that, right? He went on. He he later went on uh, live on Instagram and claimed that Chris orchestrated the sex tape deal for he and Kim. Yeah, and that there is a second tape that was filmed in Santa Barbara. Uh, he also claimed that Chris actually watched the tapes. 
and chose the one to distribute in which Kim looked the best. How embarrassed were you the first time your parents saw your sex tape? Watch my sex tape. You know, at first, I was a little sensitive. Ma, can you make some popcorn? But after a while, I I got used to it. Yeah, but that's my boy. Ray J also shared the actual contracts with Vivid Entertainment with Kim's signature on them. Uh, Um, Ah, yeah, I saw that. I, I don't know what their signatures look like, but he has something. Uh, Ray J is threatening to sue Kim for her comment on her Hulu show where she said that Ray J may have stuck a, a dildo somewhere on her while she was sleeping. Okay, probably her ear, I guess. Yeah, right? probably, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want a dildo in your ear. It'd be no, really that, that's invasive. That's uncomfortable. It's a yeah. very small hole. You can't hear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, yeah, he claims that, uh, yeah, Chris is way out of line. I want to see this uh, come to fruition. Uh, By yeah. the way, uh, that same lie detector test, uh, she revealed who her favorite child is. Ooh. Uh, Jenner is a mom of six children, of course. Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Rob, Kendall, and Kylie. I know Rob can't be it. Uh, Kylie appeared on the show and asked her, am I your favorite child? Chris hooked up to the machine, said yes. And when the test showed she wasn't lying, she added that she can't go home now. Uh, and uh, Kylie had joked, I already knew the answer to that. So, in case you were all wondering. Uh-huh. Were you, we did, were. Were you your, are you the favorite, would you say? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it depends on which parent you ask, yeah. yes, but <laughs> No, I'm not. You're, you're not? not? Oh, no. Who's the uh, favorite? Christopher. Chris, yeah. Yeah. Christopher was the favorite? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your brother. Okay. Really? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I was not. Uh, I was uh, in a family of three brothers, I think, I was third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I moved up slowly over the years. Mm. Uh, what about you, Case? You got a lot of uh, siblings. Yeah, I think maybe if, if I was going to be anybody's favorite, it would be my mom's. Yeah. Uh, you have to be your mom's favorite. There's no my way you're not. My sister's such a brown noser, though. <laughs> she like, takes her on vacations and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's hard to beat that. Yeah, yeah but you give her you give her I a give place her, to live. Yeah, yeah. Lives with you. you can live free. in my basement. Yeah. Rent free. Rent yeah. free. You're not charging your mom rent. I put a blanket next to the water heater. <laughs> Nick, may as well ask. A uh, three-way tie, Preston. Okay. Yeah, me and my brothers. Yeah. You yeah. know that's a lie, right? Yeah, I'm okay. the, I'm the best. <laughs> Marissa, you got to be the favorite, right? Oh, I'm hands down the more fun ones. So. Okay. Oh, there you go. Fun means best. Yep. Uh, Britney Spears uh, continues to struggle with her children's estrangement. Uh, the pop star shared a voice note on Instagram on Saturday. Uh, and, in fact, we have a clip of this, Steve? We have a clip of her railing against her parents. All right, well, this is, kids, yeah. this is at the end. That, that's at the end of this. So um, she reminded people that she was the boy's primary guardian until they were nine. She said... Since they've been gone, I've honestly felt like a huge part of me has died. Like, literally, I have no purpose anymore. And she said, honestly, I don't understand how it's just so easy for them uh, just to cut me off like that. I don't understand it. She followed up a separate post on Sunday where she addressed the fractured relationship of her own parents. Um, And we have this. Yeah, this is a a family that has just been decimated. All right, here we go. I had three MRIs before I went to that place. I wasn't complaining about anything. I was just told I had to go. It was my dad, and I had no rights at the time, so I basically had to. And I stayed in there for an hour each time, which is a lot of being still. The conclusion, the hardest thing is to just know that... They were just being mean, and I really felt like my dog was trying to kill me, and I hope he burns in hell. Wow. I hope he burns in effing hell. Yep. Yeah, and in fact, she had captioned it, I pray you both burn in hell. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, I tell you what, 
that Thanksgiving dinner is going to be tense. It's going to be weird. But wait a minute. Sometimes MRIs take an hour. Yes. You know, it's a long time in there, so I don't know if, I don't. I no. salute. She's mentally ill. Uh, Who I, knows what she's talking about? I, it, she certainly shows the signs of being off something Listen, not right. Uh, so the, the the sons have reacted. And when I see what they're saying, um, it sort of makes sense that they... Because I f- uh, follow... Of course. Why wouldn't I why, follow I mean, Britney I Spears on Instagram? Yeah. So you know, lots of pictures with the, the, the boys and, and over years ago... But their their problem is is that she was putting them out on social media all the time whenever they well, were together. She recently posted something and, and wrote basically responding to both of her sons. Yeah. And I mean, it's to me what I got out of the post was that they don't really have a relationship with her. They don't really communicate mm. that much. And she's saying, "Oh, you'll understand later why I do what I do." Right. Posted a picture of her spreading her butt cheeks. She gonna explain is, that one? Why she does that? She, like, there's yeah, there's a lot of those on. There. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, so that's, I can fart. That's a full, what's that? So I can fart. It's like uh, it's like a you know, it's a brown eye shot. It's I, you know, there's a little heart. Want to see a picture of my mom over it? But yeah, yeah, you're going to follow her on Instagram. Is he yeah. a picture of my mom's butthole? Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. There's this, and then yeah. and the next post is her talking about her kids. And this like, one, Kathy, is ten hours ago. The butt shot, you know, it's yeah. like it goes back and forth from <sighs> yeah. like uh, the insane stuff to butt shots to talking about her kids. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, my mom maybe at best five six, brown eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, I told you guys a story. I accidentally did that to my, my daughter know. one yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like. I didn't even think about it because it's something I've done to my wife a gazillion times. Yeah. Hey, hon. <laughs> you know, just to shock her a little bit. Uh, and I didn't realize. I was like, oh, my, oh God, my God. You weren't supposed to do that. To her. <laughs> We're gonna, scarred her. Scarred her. All right. Uh, moving on. How about this? Queen Elizabeth II's beloved Welsh corgis. Uh, will now live with the Duke and Duchess of York, her son, Prince Andrew, and his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson. Uh, They had cited uh, sources close to the Duke that revealed this. Uh, Even though the couple divorced in 1996, they both live at the Royal Lodge on the Windsor Estate. Right. They're still in the same residence, be it gigantic. Uh, The source said Sarah bonded with the Queen over the shared love of walking and horse riding, dog walking and horse riding. And even after the the divorce, she continued her friendship with the Queen by walking uh, dogs through the Windsor Estate. Uh, The Queen is reported to have had two corgis and two other dogs, uh, a mixed breed dorgy, which is a cross between a dachshund and a cocker spaniel. Yeah, uh, so a do- between a, cor- a corgi and a dachshund and a cocker spaniel. So there you go. They're beautiful dogs. I- I've always loved corgis. I think they're you know they're they're, yeah. just, they're so cute. Yeah, uh, it's unclear who's going to be looking after the other two dogs. The late queen had uh, has long had corgis as pets. I think she went through like fifteen of them or something I, like that. I, are over are they not? Aren't they all the like same the line? continued line? I that I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it if that were the case, but yeah. We are from a regal line of corgis going back many generations. (laughs) They probably keep it that way, I would think. Uh, So, let's see. Page Six reports that Transformers star Josh Duhamel and Audra Mari tied the knot on Saturday in North Dakota. Uh, The couple were spotted riding in the back of a vintage red Cadillac convertible in their wedding attire. Was Optimus Prime the officiant? I don't know if he did the ceremony or not, but that certainly would would be be cool. Listen, they could have gotten the people from uh, Universal, Universal Studios. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great yeah, if, if, like, the, the podium or the, the, the altar turned into the officiant? <gasps> That'd be awesome. 
Uh, the parent announced their engagement in January, by the way. I think it's safe to say that Josh Damal is a close friend of the show, right? Yeah. I think he <laughs> definitely enjoyed his It doesn't time have here. to be accurate. It's just no. it's safe to say it. That's a fair statement. He won't hear it. Uh, at the D23 Expo on Friday, Patrick Dempsey not only debuted his new platinum blonde hair, but he also crashed his longtime Grey's Anatomy co-star's red carpet interview uh, Yahoo Entertainment's Kevin Palloway was in the middle of an interview with Alan Pompeo when Dempsey grabbed the microphone and said, Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm on the red carpet with Yahoo interviewing the legendary Alan Pompeo. And he turned his face to the camera and referencing Grey's Anatomy as his former on-screen wife. How is the new season? A lot of new faces there. You're going to do 30 seasons. She laughed and said, No, I'm not going to do 30. I'm going to do eight episodes. And then she spoke about her uh, reduced role on the show as well. This was in a different interview, uh, saying that she's still going to be just fine. They're going to be fine without me. I'm still going to do the voiceover part. Uh, She added, I'm always going to be a part of the show. I'm an executive producer on the show. I've spent two decades of my career on that show. It's my heart and soul, and I'll never truly be gone as long as that show is on the air. I've not watched more than five minutes of the show. Me either. But speaking of Patrick Dempsey... Um, there was a teaser trailer. Giselle is finding out what comes after Happily Ever After in the new teaser trailer for Disenchanted, mm-hmm. the sequel to 2007's Enchanted. Which I thought was delightful. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, the film picks up 15 years after Giselle found uh, her New York Prince Robert, who is Patrick Dempsey. Uh, of course, Giselle's played by Amy Adams. Uh, when she begins growing tired of the city, they pack up a town uh, to a town called Monroeville, only to find out what so many do that life in the burbs is not a fairy tale. Uh, feeling further away from the storybook life that she imagined than ever, especially upon meeting the locals like Maya Rudolph, who joins the cast as a creepy suburban housewife, Giselle tries some magical solutions with horrible consequences. Uh, so they also revealed that at the D23 Expo. And they got James Marsden back. and um, Yeah, the whole crew's back. The whole back. crew, very nice. Uh, Dina Menzel is yeah. in it. And I'm assuming, so in the first movie, you have Adina Menzel, who's one of the great Broadway singers. Yeah, yeah. And it's a musical. Yes, she it is. She doesn't sing in the movie at all. No. But this time oh. around, they've got to have her singing, I would imagine. Uh, Disenchanted is set to stream on November 20th. As you can imagine. 24th on uh, Disney Plus, That's by the way. Um, speaking of that, there was another trailer, Little Mermaid. Yes. Uh, I saw just a tiniest clip of it. It looks very cool. Yeah, it was, they revealed the first look at, ha- uh, Hallie Bailey as Ariel. In it's the so l- close to Halle Berry. I know it is. Uh, to me, that's a problem. She should have gone with Barnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> But Barnold's not really yeah, Barnold's yeah, not a so, name, yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, so, it's the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid, and they also showed this at the D23 Expo. Kathy, have you seen it yet? I know you're a big the Little new, Mermaid no, fan. Uh-uh. I know. It's actually one of my favorite movies. Well, I you think. know, what I think you'll notice, Kathy, is obviously from the animated movie, the colors are more muted. In this, yes. it, it looks okay. more a little bit more Aquamanish, okay. but it looks mysterious. And um, Halle Berry, uh, aka Barnold Schwarzenegger, um, has a fantastic voice, and uh, it looks good. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. BuzzFeed reported that uh, in a since deleted tweet, one Twitter user wrote, uh, "Halle Berry, it says, is nearly sixty, playing the role of a sixteen-year-old girl. <laughs> this is what happens when you upset a fandom." Uh, Barry responded to the tweet 
with a meme expressing disbelief. So 60. there are going to be there are going to be mess ups with Halle Bailey yeah. and Halle Berry, and I don't think Halle Berry is sixty years old. <laughs> She's close to it, probably. She, yeah. Well, she looks probably in her fifties, maybe early fifties. There's Halle Berry. Complete. Yeah, listen to that voice. That the voice of an angel. I hope this is in there. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. That world. Uh, Hallie is 56 years okay. old. So, yeah, yeah, she's still. Cool. I just saw her in uh, that Moonfall movie. Uh, it's it's streaming now. On... It's supposed to be horrible. Yeah, I you know. It's this big budget sci-fi movie about the, the moon basically... Coming apart, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. The moon and the earth crash together, and uh, and it ruins a barbecue. It, yeah, <laughs> it ruins a few barbecues, Steve. As a matter of fact, I didn't hate it, but yeah, it was garbage. Oh, no? okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I don't like, hate it, but it's garbage. Yeah, it no. is garbage. Yeah, I have movies like that. It's the, you know, why why do you even have this other side story going on right now? Like this is there's um where she keeps getting confused for the Little Mermaid. No, no, but uh, no, there's this whole other side story that is unnecessary. Kind of like with that Titanic, and it's like. The Titanic is the story. You don't need the side story where the dude's trying to shoot people as they're about to die. Right. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, Halle Berry is in that movie okay. and is not in The Little Mermaid. Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> Wait, that, that was, we wrapped that up well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm getting better. All right. Uh, <laughs> practice. 24 years of practice. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom actor uh, Hui Quinn yeah. uh, posted a photo of himself reuniting with Harrison Ford. He played Short Round. Uh, and this was on Saturday. And uh, he had captioned the post, I love you, Indy. Indiana Jones and Short Round reunited after 38 years. That's so awesome. I'm so glad he came back to acting. Yeah. Variety reports that uh, Ford was emotional as he introduced the trailer for Indiana Jones 5 at the event, which is not yet available to the public. Uh, Indiana Jones, he had said, uh, the movies are about fantasy and mystery. Fairly. But they're also about heart. And he started, like, getting choked up. We have audio if you want to hear it. Yeah. All right, Uh, yes, I would like to hear that. Case, if you could pull that up. uh, Yeah, there it is. Here we go. Thank you for making these films such an incredible experience for all of us, giving the opportunity to us to to make these films for you. And I think... um, I'm very proud to say uh, I'm very proud to say that this one is fantastic. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, but yeah, he says that uh, he had said that they're about heart as well. Uh, and he said um, uh, we have a really great story to tell as well as a movie that will kick your ass. Yeah. And uh, he indicated this would be his uh, the he also seemed to indicate this would be his final time playing the role. He said, this is it. How old is he again? I will not fall down for you again, but thank you so much. Good question. Uh, I got to guess. 70s, late right? 70s. Yeah. I think he's starting to 80. push 80. He's so he's, he's Halle Berry's wow. age. Yeah, he's up there with Halle Berry. <laughs> wow. Uh, speaking of falling down, uh, Norman Reedus, in a recent interview, opened up about the concussion he experienced on the set of The Walking Dead while filming the finale. He said, dude, that was horrible. He said, the whole ordeal for me personally was terrifying. I thought I was going to die. Whoa. We have the 911 call from the set, Preston. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> A zombie actually called 911. That was very thoughtful of one of those 
<laughs> Flesh eating. I, I can't understand what you're saying. Uh, so he had said that uh, he thought he was going to die. He said it was very serious. I was. It was scary. I mean, I've been hit in the face and the head a million times. I've gone through car windows, but that one rung my bell. You know, I was watching the trailer or the teaser for this series wrap-up. And so much has changed, Preston. At the time that we disconnected, mm-hmm. if they'd gone like another year more or they had done the fin- finale with that cluster, I think it would have been incredibly impactful. I-, I don't know if it has the same merit or the same gravitas now with this. I followed along. Um, I've uh, followed along the whole way. I- I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed the run. Do you think it's okay. as good now as it was back then? Um... No, nah, probably not. Probably yeah. not. But I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed the ride. Like okay. you know, there are just some people that uh, that we've had to say goodbye to that I wish we didn't yeah. say goodbye to, and other people that we've said hello to. I'm like, right. oh, man, you know, can we say goodbye to that person? <laughs> has, has Carl done anything since then? The oh, actor, oh. the kid, Coral, Coral, Coral. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything. Okay, I was yeah. just curious. He was, you know, sometimes in the kids when they grow up on TV, they kind of their career kind of fizzles out. Right. After that, but um, not really sure. I'm gonna have to look into that. Uh, Anna Kendrick found herself stuck in an elevator during the Toronto International Film Festival over the weekend. On Sunday, the Pitch Perfect star shared a video that she took from the inside of the elevator, and she captioned the post: "Ah, the classic. I'm behind schedule at the film festival because I had to be rescued from an elevator." Uh, excuse uh, TIFF number 22, she had said. So, yeah, have you ever I, been stuck? I have. Yeah, happened uh, with with a. Um, an elevator full of pregnant women. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Riddle Memorial Hospital. Oh, we were there for our Lamaze classes, and uh, the elevator was... Uh, it's like you couldn't down, ride it. And it got you... stopped. Yep, it got stuck. Were and people we're like, freaking out? For a moment, you know, but we weren't in there long. Okay. Uh, but but I've never spent, like, an hour or anything ridiculous like that. My wife did uh, yeah. an elevator in a hotel in Puerto Rico, it, it, and they lowered down some stuff to drink for them through the, no the top. Kid. Yeah. Okay. How long total? Any idea? About an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that could get a little freaky, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then one last story. Variety reports that this is, and this is all at the D23 Expo, by the way, uh, that a featurette of the new Disney Plus series American Born Chinese was revealed over the weekend. Michelle Yeoh plays a mythological goddess in the show, which is based on a graphic novel by Jean Luen Yang. Uh, she said it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of magic. It's a lot of badass action. And it's a magical ride. That's what Disney Plus is all about. She said nice. a lot of good stuff coming out of, of that expo. All right, we're ready for clips now. After meeting at a local bar, a man accompanies a beautiful, mysterious woman back to her luxurious and scheduled secluded estate in the new movie House of Darkness. And here, star Gia Kravatsin talks about why she felt at home shooting this movie. Here we go. It's something like this, what I love about it. I'm from the theater, and I love when this is a total chamber piece, and you're just relying on your fellow actors, and you have no safety net, and it's just kind of like, it's about your mind. Shut the f*** up! House of Darkness will be released for On Demand tomorrow. What a terrible connection. Here's the next clip. The 74th Primetime Emmy Awards are tonight on NBC. In this clip, Keenan Thompson talks about the legacy of hosting this event. I have nerves about it when I think about it, you know what I mean? Just because it's it's a huge night. It's television's biggest night. And it's not like I, I have small shoes to fill. Like, 
there have been some incredible hosts. So, you know, I just want to be of caliber and move the night along and, and, and get it done, basically. Yeah! The Emmy Awards air tonight, 8 o'clock. That's on NBC. There had been talks to leave them only on Peacock, like oh. to not have them because award shows have been losing audiences, you know, audience portions over the years, but uh, they're both doing NBC and Peacock. So, mm, yep. All right, and there you go, your entertainment report for today. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. we got stuff to talk about and people to talk with. Our friend Michael Giacchino, the composer and now director, yeah. is going to be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour, so that's going to be really cool, and we're getting set for a cool event one week from today, which we'll have to talk about a little bit. We'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? The Killers. Muse. Starcrawler. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We're getting ready for one week from today saying uh, sayonara to uh, a trio of people who are going to be uh, spearheading one young man's dream to drive across the country. Uh, and we've managed to make this happen. So it's Casey's Big Adventure. Yeah. Starting on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And along with Casey yeah. will be Jackie Bam Bam. Uh, Kyle McCarty will be filming this for us. And, uh, yeah, basically we didn't want Casey to be completely alone by himself. He needed a co-pilot or two. Uh, so we'll be leaving... Or he will be leaving on uh, Monday, the 19th, and driving in 2022 Ascent on loan from our friends at Subaru of America and be staying at Marriott Hotels around the country. Oh, it's awesome. And uh, by this time, he'll, we'll be bidding farewell. Yeah. 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 We're going to be running on Duncan uh, the whole Absolutely. way as well. Oh, that's good. Way, yeah. All right. So, yeah, thanks to all the sponsors and people who are helping out with this. So, uh, <laughs> first stop will be... My old hometown, St. Louis, Missouri. And there's yeah. going to be sort of a uh, sort of a thing that's going on. You're going to work on that. We're yeah. going to work on that. Today we're, ha- we're having a meeting today. As, yeah. in, in true President Steve fashion, we're slapping <laughs> this together. Uh, and we'll have it uh, ready to go next Monday. I just, all right, so this time next week I will be on the road, uh, hopefully. Um, and we, we really need to hightail it out of here because I want to be in St. Louis by the time the Eagles kick off. Uh, against the Vikings. So what time? Okay, is there? It says it's going to take about thirteen hours. Probably going to gonna be more like fourteen. But okay. Yeah. All right. So if we left at seven, yeah, the game starts at like eight twenty. Okay. So okay. So we probably won't. You might miss. We'll, a maybe we get there it. by halftime. Uh, hopefully. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. All right. All right. You, you want to you go over to my buddy Steve's house and watch it? Uh, well, we probably need to check into the hotel okay. or whatever, but uh, maybe, maybe. Well, I don't know. Why don't you have Steve over to the hotel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve stop by the hotel. That could be cool. You can throw a TV off the balcony. So, and I <laughs> talked to Jackie, you know, I, I, I want to give you guys these, these Jackie phone call updates, but he called me the other day, and um, he's worried about his, his luggage, okay? Okay. So he... Uh, <laughs> What's his concern? So his, his, one, his one suitcase isn't doing so hot. So what he wants to do is he wants to bring this suitcase with us, right? And then when we get to L.A., he's going to throw it away and then put all his stuff in a duffel bag. He told me like, the same why, story. Like, why don't you just put it in the duffel, duffel bag, bag and yeah. throw away your suitcase right now? now. Yeah. Oh my what? God. That, he, he'd be traveling with an extra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Jackie Logic. <laughs> it means Jackie a lot logic. to me. You need to understand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wants to give it kind of a... Yeah. You guys should burn it when you yeah, get there. Yeah, should, like, yeah, like yeah. a Viking like, funeral. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we could do that, uh-huh. yeah. He just wants one long, one last trip across the one country with you, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to miss you, Baggy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of it? <laughs> name of his piece of luggage, Baggy. Baggy Bam Bam. <laughs> Did you know that there's a... They're going through Winslow, Arizona, and there's actually something next week called Standing on the Corner Festival. Oh! So while while Casey and Jackie Bam Bam are going to be standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, uh, there is a festival that's happening next week while they're going to be there. Oh, that's awesome. We got an email from a listener named Colleen Foster, and uh, she's going to be there, Casey. And, like, it's so cool. There are listeners all over the country, but there's listeners in Winslow, Arizona, of all places. I've been literally singing that lyric in my head for the last day and a half, but uh, but I changed it because... It's a girl, my lord. I got it. I'm going to be in a Subaru, so it's going to go. It's a girl, my dude, in a Subaru, right? <laughs> sure. Does that work? It's a girl, my, my dude. dude. Yeah, that's it's a girl, my dude. That, that works really well. <laughs> I need. A, well, here's the deal. I threw that out there because I, I, I need. A, I need a good rhyming scheme. So if it's, if it's not my dude, then who's it going to be? What's it going to be? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. can't it's think of anything. A girl, my lord, and she's selling gourds. <laughs> No, he needs a Subaru in there. Oh, okay. He's Subaru in there, so he, need, he needs something that ends with ooh. Ooh. Starts ooh. with goo. <laughs> it rhymes with goo. Okay. Somebody will come up with something. All right. All right, anyhow, that starts on Monday in Casey's. Yeah, the first stop is in St. Louis, then Oklahoma City on the second day. Third is Albuquerque. Oh, wow. Fourth stop will be Palm Springs. That way they can catch the sunset at Joshua Tree. And then be able to ride into Los Angeles. And we want this to peak on our show on uh, Friday. So he'll be uh, pulling into Los Angeles and hopefully meeting up with some people there I'll, that we know. Uh, Preston, I'm imagining after a romantic sunset at Joshua Tree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys might have something to tell us Friday morning. Yeah, possibly. A little broke back action going on. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. I was thinking maybe a romantic piece of luggage. For <laughs> yeah, maybe that's <laughs> I can't right, so quit you. Starts on Monday. Um, uh, Steve, you sent me this article. I thought this was kind of interesting, and it's uh, Philly-centric. Yes. Uh, but the former police headquarters building, which was uh, known as the Roundhouse, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're trying to figure out what to do with that since they're going to be, you know, not using it anymore. It's such a unique design. Uh, there's the and, – and what's interesting is uh, in this article that you sent me, Steve, they had spoke to the guy who designed the building, the architect. His name is Robert Geddes. And uh, the building opened in 1962. And apparently he does not like the nickname, the Roundhouse, uh, that became the uh, kind of official title for his police administration building. That's the actual name of it, I believe. He said, I personally am not interested in naming a building by its shape in Philadelphia or elsewhere. Uh, by the way, he's going to turn 99 this December. That's pretty amazing. Uh, 99. But he, but he said, would you call the Empire State Building the giant tower? <laughs> no. So, uh, And he had said... That the widely held belief that the building is meant to resemble handcuffs yeah. is false and silly. I had heard that handcuff thing a couple of times. Well, when you look at it from the street, yeah. it kind of looks like that. But we're looking at an overhead uh, shot of it, and it doesn't really look like that. It's like a ball um, sack. It looks like that? a ball sack. Yeah. Okay. Yes, in fact, Getty said he was going for testicles instead of handcuffs. <laughs> no, uh, the roundhouse's distinctive shape was designed to accommodate three elevator shafts, one in the center for what was meant to be an entrance for the public, 
and two others for the wings of the building for the exclusive use of the police department. Uh, but that became obsolete in the later 60s when the front entrance on Race Street was closed to the public. Similarly, the wall that encircles the building now uh, gave it a fortress-like atmosphere. That was not part of the original design. The department added it later, shortly after construction was completed. Have you ever been in there? Huh? No. Uh-huh. It's a, it was like, like the stairwells. I felt like, I mean, it's an old building, obviously. Yeah, right. But um, you, you kind of like, the one stairwell I went up, you like got to a, a door and you had to open the door. And they were like, no, keep going up. You're at the wrong spot. Like it just was, it seemed a little confusing. We couldn't find the, the elevator. So we had to take the stairs and it just was. Seems like a confusing setup. And it's been in crap shape for a while. I mean, obviously, it's why they're, you know, out of there. Or uh, getting out of there. So, yeah, uh, Gettys says that uh, changes like that have contributed to misunderstanding of his building and its original intent. What what place in the city would you uh, really love to get inside? Or at least in, in, the, in the general area that you pass by all the time? Um, the Mormon Temple. Really, yeah. Okay, we got in the uh, the Masonic uh, temple down, and uh, that was pretty cool. That was freaking wild. Yeah, yeah. That is that is an interesting building. The inside, especially the rooms, oh, are yeah. themed. And uh, the second you walk in, you're like, "What is this?" They're really, really cool. And yeah. you know what, Casey? The the Mormon temple would be kind of similar to that. I went to a Mormon temple one time uh, before it was dedicated in yep. St. Louis when they were building it, and it's kind of like you walk into these rooms, and they're they have a very specific intent in their decoration. Yeah. 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 Kathy had showed me a video. Remember, uh, try to see where I could get uh, just wearing a lab coat and mm-hmm. holding oh, yeah. a clipboard. That's right. Well, Kathy showed me a video. You want to explain it, Kath? Uh, I forget what it was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's essentially the yeah, same premise. So if you want to go somewhere, you could basically, if you walk in, you can walk in anywhere if you're carrying a ladder. Right. Uh, so <laughs> if right. you wanted to walk into the Masonic Temple or the Mormon Temple, if you're carrying a ladder, uh, they'll just let you in like because it looks like you're anything. there for like official business. Yeah, no one says anything to you. A ladder. Yeah. Okay. Like just interesting. Over, like you're going in to do work. <laughs> I would like to go in wherever the room is uh, in Trading Places, uh, the Heritage Club. Oh, isn't that the Union League? I think it is, is the it? Union League. Oh, I've I been think there. So. I didn't Have know you been that? In that room, that yeah. big meeting room. I but yeah, I mean, there. I, I went to a um, like a fundraiser. In the union, and I was I was in every room basically. It okay. seemed like, but the the main room that we were in was a giant ballroom. But Marissa, Preston, I have a wedding there on November seventh. Want to be married? my date? Uh, I don't want to go to a wedding. No. No, thank you. I really appreciate that. So you and the boyfriend got serious? I could. Oh. No, I'm going to. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't think of any other place off the. I know this is stupid, but the uh, the 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 condo complex that looks you know like a kind of a, a ship down on uh, Don oh. Rav. Oh, <laughs> my buddy Joe lived there. Yeah, I want like the the because the, the, they have balconies in the back that face yeah. out over the river. Kind of like to see what that's like. We had a picture here in the studio. Was that the Union League? I, okay, I thought for some reason that that was a uh, a building on the University of the Arts campus that I, I had been in. Uh, never mind. That was uh, on the Avenue of the Arts, the one we just looked at. That is on the Avenue? Yeah. Of the, yeah. So yeah. that doesn't belong. All right, so that is the Union next League. next to the Bellevue, to the right? That's the exterior. Now, uh, uh, is the Curtis Institute of Music, Casey. Okay. It was the exterior for the Heritage Club. I don't know where the oh. Union League actual building okay. is. That's where the, the Gibbons kids. <laughs> Shut up. It's bubbling brown sugar. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, they brought this this picture up and I thought that they were saying that that was Union League which it's not that was the exterior for the Heritage Club I've been in there Preston okay yeah I uh I, I did it I think I did it 
Um, when I was in high school, I did. Uh, we did this thing at the University of the Arts where we were we performed and we were like trying out for uh, like scholarships and stuff like oh, that. All right. So I spent an entire Saturday afternoon in that building okay. in the Heritage Club. Wow, pretty cool. Uh, the Union League is right at Broad and Sansom. Okay. And Steve, I have friends that live in that house that live that the thing that looks like a ship. Oh, we can go I, do they have a back, Do they have a river facing uh, balcony? <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> remember when the uh, the banisters got stolen off the Union League? Yes, yeah. yeah. like br- brass banisters. Yeah, yeah. And somebody stole the freaking <laughs> banister. <laughs> I mean, like on Broad Street, on one of the most traffic streets in the city. <laughs> yep, I remember that. By the way, speaking of the uh, the police building, uh, Getty said apparently uh, Rizzo hated that building. Oh, really? Yeah, Frank Rizzo thought you stink. He, <laughs> for some reason he did not like it. Looks I like a pair of nuts. I don't know exactly why, but... Get away from me. But apparently... Stupid architect. He hated it. Get away it. from me. No one I can live in it. That house is too tiny. He hated it so much he wanted to fight the building. Yep. By myself, I'll take you physically. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is my design for the Rizzo's Institute for Kids Who Want to Learn Good and Speak Good of Her. <laughs> in the Zoolander tradition. Um, the, um... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know... I, I think it's a cool-looking building. Um, they should turn it into something. Uh, could you turn it into a club, or could you turn it into a... Getty's hopes that the building can be put use uh, as officers for as offices for human rights organizations or groups that serve the black community. On the ground floor, he thinks restaurants would be a natural fit, especially with Chinatown close by. Uh, he said the building is really quite well-known internationally. Is it? People all over the world would be surprised, shocked if it were torn down. The simplest thing to do is to find a developer who would open up the ground floor and use the offices for institutions concerned with human well-being. That's it, according to the guy who designed it. It's in a sweet spot. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a good a good location. Mm-hmm. How's the parking for it, though? That might be a problem. Yeah, that, might that be I'm not issue. sure about. I mean, yeah. there, there's, I mean, there's one building, but there's like how many different like... Uh, it's got to be a subterranean garage, right? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Don't really know. Uh, hang on real quick. I want to go to this call. It's uh, Kara, who's on the line. Kara, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, I've w- listened to you guys my whole life oh. uh, with my dad, and it's my first time calling in. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. What do you want to tell us? Uh, so I work at Gerard College, which um, is in Fairmount and is really well known um, for being a landmark in the city. But um, a lot of people have yet to be inside of the wall. Yeah, it's it is gorgeous. I drive up there quite a bit, especially during the school year. Um, and they have these giant brick walls that they go around the whole campus. Really? Yeah, and they really, really. Be- I want to go in that gigantic building that's in the front of your uh, campus. Yeah, so that's called Founders Hall, um, and it actually um, is usually open on Thursdays to the public for tours, uh, but right now it's going under renovations. They're looking to host, um, create it as like a host space. I'm not, you know, I'm trying to think of where, where, where is it? Where is it? It's North Philly. I mean, it's um, it's right by um, St. Joseph Prep, so. Yep. I go there quite a bit, um, and when you're going past it, you're like, "Is this like a prison?" Like you know, because it's got those yeah. giant walls, right, like right, right. State Penitentiary. It's, um, like the, it's like the edge of Fairmount, right? Am I correct? Is that? Yep, it's right on Gerard Avenue. Yes, yeah, huh. you would you would know it. Like if you go a few blocks past the penitentiary, right. you'll run right into it. Oh, okay. I probably know it then. Interesting. 
All right. Well, yeah. thank yeah, you. Yeah, and also we have one of the largest Martin Luther King Day celebrations in the city, so um, it's open to the public on that day too. That's nice. pretty cool. Excellent. All right, thank yeah. you, Kara. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good one. All right, we'll see you later. Marissa and you. I did an event in there, didn't we? Yeah, her and I did a like a, a, um, a dancing with the local stars. She was a oh. contestant, and I was a judge. But at the end there, Kara almost sounded like the uh, jerk mate girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, ever heard of jerk mate? <laughs> But she's yeah. thrilled she called in there. <laughs> Yo. Just a slightly similar. We're not saying that she works for Jerkme. All right. Um. Yo. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Interesting. All right. Um, I saw this other thing completely unrelated to that last story. Uh, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. And, uh, Connor, I'm going to need to see if you can pull up uh, a picture of this to show uh, everybody in the studio. It is called Mute Talk. M-U-T-A-L-K. And it's by a company called Shiftall. Oh, uh, and apparently, so, and, and I think the idea, it's a good idea, but this is one of the stupidest looking things I've seen. And there's no way people I think are going to wear this. I saw this uh, popping up. Okay. And, and I couldn't see what, specifically what it was. What's it for? All right. So let's say you are on a sensitive phone call or maybe you're gaming and you don't want other people to hear what exactly you're talking about. This is a thing that straps onto your mouth. Like a muzzle. And you can have a conversation without anyone else hearing That's what's amazing. going on. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, and it's, I would fill it with Cheerios. Uh, it's, you, it either looks like a miniature virtual reality headset or a sadomasochism accessory. Yeah, I thought it looked like a torture device. It does. Especially because we saw someone who had their VR headset on, their Oculus. Uh, with this, it looks like a, a torture device. Okay, exactly. But, uh, they have to allow air to get in at some point because well, at, at a certain point you can't talk anymore. There's right. a slot. There appears to be air slots. Uh, unlike VR headsets, which strap to the head and cover the user's eyes, the Mute Talk straps to the head and sits over the user's mouth. No. Instead, the Mute Talk is a microphone and Bluetooth hardware which picks up the user's voice and transmits it wirelessly to other devices like smartphone or gaming console. You know what I'd do? I'd put my Mute Talk inside a large roll and make it look like I was just eating a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what the what differentiates it from other wireless microphones is that the MuTalk traps and contains all the sound coming out of the user's mouth, no. or at least most of them. It is promised to reduce the intensity of high-frequency sounds or voices by about 30 decibels. Um, it looks dumb, but if you want to have a private phone conversation with someone and can't actually find somewhere private to have it, it might have a little bit of utility in that. So is someone outside or someone not within the MuTalk hearing... Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but you won't be able to discern exactly right, what they're right. saying. So. Did you guys understand what I said? Say that again? Did you guys understand what I Yeah, Because I'm allowing air to get in. I can completely understand. Casey is a, a, a plastic cup over his mouth right now. <laughs> yeah. Now I sound like Bean. Tell me, are you prepared for the new world order? We used to, we used to scream as loud as we... <laughs> <laughs> Into a plastic cup. Is that you yelling as loud as you Do can? Do it again. As loud as you can. Hang on a second, Nick. I got one for you. All right, so let's put this now. You would have to do it without the cup too to give us some. Yeah, uh, cup. Oh my oh, God, we have Nick, the loudest human being in the world. Hang on. 
All right, now off. <laughs> no. Scream. No. That'll <laughs> hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm I got like, a little lightheaded. Me too. I'm like, I got a little lightheaded, guys. I want you to know my 11 year old was just doing this the other day. Oh, Screaming into a cup? Yeah, so he now we're like doing it. This is good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're doing it. Uh, so, yes, if your conversation needs to be hush hush while uh, lots of people are around, you can use this thing. But, I mean, come on. I'm surrounded by a lot of people, and I don't want them hearing this. <laughs> so, so people can completely hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah more like my, my mooder. So. Um, interesting. I, I wonder what the thing would smell like after a while. Uh, it's expected to sell for around one hundred and forty dollars. No. When they eventually just use a cup. Uh, when they yeah, just yeah. You, you throw your phone in the cup, <laughs> and right. uh, and then just put that over your mouth. Uh, there was another uh, piece of machinery that uh, an invention that I know you'll say no to as well. Uh, researchers at uh, researchers at uh, Nanyang Technological University have created a robot. Balance assistant to help the elderly sand sit and sit and catch them when they fall. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I've seen the thing that is actually a um, an airbag for senior citizens. Have you seen that? No. So it is. Uh, it's like you know pants and and a, and a jacket so that they're out and about. Literally, seriously. I press it as they start to go back. It deploys and inflates. Shut up, Connor. If you can oh inflatable pants, so it's basically an airbag for I your think, clothing. I think uh, uh, Patrick on SpongeBob <laughs> had created in inflatable pants, if I remember correctly. And within a nanosecond, it it deploys. Uh, lead researcher Wei Tech Ung. Uh, came up with the idea to help his elderly mother. He said she fell about 10 years ago. That's a point when I started to have an idea of a robot to assist so that people don't fall at home. He doesn't want to help her. Yeah. Uh, the vehicle, which is named Mr. Ba. Yeah. Ba- yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Mr. Ba. Yeah. Follows patients as they do everyday tasks. And when it senses that a patient may fall, a harness prevents the accident. Are you going to fall? Uh, a trial involving 29 participants was incredibly successful. Mr. Ba prevented every fall. Yeah! Uh, so, uh, now, it, it looks a bit cumbersome. It's very large and has to be, you know, like, it, it would be following the person around all over the place. So all right, so we're looking at... This the, isn't actually yet. It's, 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 the, what, it's similar, but Preston, what I've seen is like a full back body... Pants inflate, so you're basically a mattress pops up behind you huh. as you fall, and uh, it's it's pretty crazy. Okay, within a second it deploys. Uh, I don't know. It must you know how much would something like that weigh? Yeah, and and also how does it know when to uh, inflate? There must I mean, be some sort of the, like the same sort of device that people wear on their uh, ears when they're driving, and if it tilts past a certain level, it, hmm. it you know it shocks you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! That son of a bitch just electrocuted me. Uh, so made me spit out my pudding. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know if this is ever going to become available or not, but they apparently have uh, have created that. If you're interested, uh, they've, yeah. al- they've also created a way to remote control cockroaches. Wait, what? Oh, come yes. on now! Yes, there's about three things we don't need in this: remote controlled cockroach cyborgs. Could one day be deployed on search and rescue missions or survey dangerous places. So to send a micro camera in on a cockroach that you're controlling? I don't know if there's a camera on it or not, but it's an idea that's been developed in development like for a some years. Like a sketch artist? 
Uh, a team of researchers has brought this a step closer to reality after engineering a system for creating the cyborg bugs oh. with a much greater power output than previous experiments. So these are real bugs. Oh, they're real yeah. bugs. Yeah, but they attach these uh, they're, they're <laughs> the cybernetics to them. Look at these little things. Yeah. That's funny. So they are fitted with a special backpack, <laughs> which acts as a wireless control module. Uh, the scientist is putting backpacks on a cockroach. We, we can make you better. The six million dollar cockroach. Yeah, this is a this is powered by a rechargeable battery, which is attached to a solar cell. I can run sixty miles an hour. And because of the ultra thin, lightweight materials used, the cockroaches can move freely over different types of terrain. Yeah. Um, and so they they've been able to control them, like, yeah, like their direction. Uh, so the researchers at Riken Cluster for Pioneering Research in Japan have created uh, the cyborgs that are essentially supercharged, at least in comparison to previous cy- bug cyborgs. Oh man. The research subjects are Madagascar cockroaches. They're huge. Which are known for their ability to make hissing noises to raise the alarm, assert dominance, and attract mates. Uh, they grow around five to eight centimeters in length. Uh, the backpack contains a polymer battery and the wireless control module. And so how are they controlling is it? Is it wired into their brain? It allows researchers to remotely control the insect's movements. And it does this by applying electrical stimulation to a part of the abdomen which controls locomotion. Uh, which is, everybody's, everybody's doing, doing the doing locomotion. That. Yeah. And that makes the insects turn. Okay. Why did it just fart? Turn left. Okay. <laughs> turn right. That's uh, a roach fart. <laughs> we're looking at this thing it's just, it's crazy. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Researchers have been trying to develop a cyborg. The cyborg. Get this thing off me. Insects for some time. Uh, but the team has made a breakthrough with the powering of the cyborg. By attaching a rechargeable battery connected to a solar cell, the cockroaches could recharge in simulated sunlight before heading back out on a remote controlled mission. <laughs> and what would these missions be? Uh, they said search to infest kitchens. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what they're going through. No, for to get into it says search and rescue missions or to survey dangerous places. So Steve, yeah, maybe they can put like a nano size little camera. I don't Trust know. Trust me, you don't want to go in there. It's horrible. Uh, when tested, they found the cockroaches could run twice as fast as when they were fitted with the heavier or less adaptive backpacks. So these are lighter backpacks. What's that case? That, uh, the Steve, the, the Tim Robinson. I think you should leave. You got these things. <laughs> With the masks on, he's like, I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> right. Where he goes into the mall. Yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't take this goddamn thing off. Oh, so hard. <laughs> I don't know. Do cockroaches feel? They feel. Because they're so resilient. Yeah. You know, they say after a nuclear yeah. war, cockroaches are more than likely going to survive. You know, there's been a dead cockroach in the um, east lobby, or not, east uh, uh, stairwell for months now no it's i did just, not know that yeah just sitting there on a on a step gert okay <laughs> oh is that gert i think you got a name and it's not gert oh it's not gert no the guys down the hall named him uh, oh did they? yeah <laughs> all right jamie lynch named him i'm trying to find it just a dead co- did, did they ever sweep the this stairwell i guess that's probably not no. or is that just a good luck roach maybe at this point now if something sticks around long well, enough the teams are doing well it becomes yeah. a uh Right, becomes yeah. a fixture, so why not? It was a good weekend. We got an Eagles win, a Phils win, and a Union win. Yeah. So it's probably the Roach doing it. It's definitely okay. the Roach. All right. Anyhow, uh, they have learned to remote control these things. I, I mean, between this and the, and the muting device, yeah. um, we need to redirect our resources. Mm-hmm. 
All right, just thought that was interesting stuff to pass along. We do need to take a break because we got guests on the program. We have stuff uh, to remind you of. Uh, we also have some things to give away. Casey just handed me this. Yeah. I'm going to give away the rest. Yes, do it. Uh, we have Minions, The Rise of Gru. So we'll take a 10, 11, 12, and 13 callers uh, and give you uh, The Rise of Gru on digital. Uh, so give us a call right now, and don't forget it outtakes and uh, smaller little miniature movies within there and more, and you can own it on digital and Blu-ray now, but we'll take those callers and set you up. I do have some great Bizarre File stories I think you're going to love in just a little bit. Do we have a name for the cockroach? Carlos. Carlos. Is there you go. Cockroach. All right, we'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bizarre file time. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia that present uh, comedian Jade Moore, who's going to be coming up Saturday, October 8th. And tickets are on sale now at livecasinophilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll start with a, a strange and tragic story in New Zealand that took place. Five people died on Saturday after a small charter boat. Yeah. But they were aboard capsized, and authorities say it may have been a collision with a whale. Oh, oh wow. Another six people aboard the boat were rescued. Uh, police said the 28-foot boat overturned, and police said that they were continuing to investigate the cause of the accident. Uh, they recovered the divers have recovered the bodies of all those who had died. All six survivors were assessed to be in stable condition at a local health center. Uh, the mayor, Craig Mackle, had said that the water was dead calm at the time of the accident. And the assumption was that a whale had surfaced from beneath the boat oh and knocked it over and those people drowned. Yeah, it's just a freak accident. You know, if you ever go whale watching, you'll see them come up and, you know, yes, I could see how this could happen. Absolutely. Uh, they said there were some sperm whales in the area as some humpback whales were traveling through as well. So it very well could have been that. Wow. A Connecticut man pulled a gun on two women after they didn't thank him for holding the door open at a store. <laughs> Son of a bitch. We had something like this a little while back. Joshua Murray of New Haven was at a family dollar store in Hampshire on Saturday afternoon when he became incensed over the impolite act. A witness reported that the suspect was upset that the two women did not say thank you to him for holding the door open for them. Murray allegedly whipped out a pistol to the encounter. Uh, Is something you want to say? He then fled. He was picked up by officers nearby, and he was charged with carrying an illegal gun, uh, an illegal gun breaching the peace, uh, and interfering with a police officer who was held on $25,000 bail. Less- so he- Oh, no, I was going to say last week uh, they said uh, Philadelphia was the rudest city. Yeah, true. Um, And I saw somebody wrote and said, uh, except in the Wawa vestibule. Yes. Yes, where it's (laughs) the nicest place. We we know when to hold the doors. Yep. 
All right. It is a weird time in the world of chess right now. There are all kinds of things happening with players, including offering to play naked to prove they didn't win against a top chess player by cheating. Right. But on Sunday, 19-year-old Hans Neiman took on world champion Magnus Carlsen in the uh, Senequified Cup, I guess is what it's called, and won... Uh, using black pieces, and the so that means you go second. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the win was a surprise, but the real shock came a day later when the two were set to play again. Before they, that could happen, the world champ pulled out of the competition. In his announcement on Twitter, he confirmed that he had withdrawn from the competition during a link to a video from former Chelsea manager Jose Mooring, which apparently said, if I speak, I'm in big trouble. So the ambiguous tweet didn't really <coughs> clear up the mystery. However, other players including chess streamer and grandmaster uh, Hikaru Nakamura, speculated that Carlson withdrawn because he suspected Neiman of cheating. Uh-huh. Though Carlson has not accused Neiman of cheating himself, there has been a lot of speculation around his decision to withdraw. And the wildest being, and this is why I bring this up in the Bizarre File, the wildest speculation is that Neiman had cheated by using anal beads. Wait, what? <laughs> What? Which vibrate to convey moves to the Grandmaster. Wow. Vibrating anal beads to win. Yes. So so someone is like, you know, yeah. is helping him. Could saying. it be radio-controlled cockroaches? Cheating in a chess game would not be easy today, especially with surprisingly extensive security checks that saw Neiman's chewing gum inspected by security before the chess equivalent of kickoff. <laughs> I got to make a move. This hasn't uh, stopped the anal bead theory, which has become a meme in itself in online chess communities. Well, so, my, my anal beads say that's not the move. So the theory, which has no evidence behind it, by the way, caught the attention of Elon Musk, uh-huh. who tweeted and then deleted this tweet that said, talent hits a target no one else can hit. Genius hits a target no one can see because it's in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neiman, uh, Neiman's rise in the chess world has been impressive. He has gained the most rating points of any Grandmaster level player since 2021. And chess analysis <sighs> blog Pawnalyze uh, wow. said, uh, to date, there is no evidence of Neiman cheating over the board. But we do know that his rise to 2,700 plus is so incredible the chess community has collectively raised an eyebrow. Yet he does do those endorsements for that anal bead company. Uh, his record is impressive, but not significantly out of the normal to offer proof of cheating. And somewhat unusual uh, for someone outside of the strip chess community, he did offer to play nude in order to prove his innocence. Well, you got to be nude and you got to have someone... Check it his butt. He said, if they want me to strip fully naked, I will do it. I don't care because I know I am clean. You want me to play in a closed box with zero electronic transmission? I don't care. I'm here to win. And that is my goal regardless. Well, then do that. <clears throat> I think that's cool. Yeah, maybe he will. Anal, I never heard of that. No. A wedding reception in Florida got violent when a father and son viciously beat a man during an altercation. They pounded this dude. Joel O'Grady and his son Julian Falkenberg, both of Sanford, Florida, are wanted on charges of aggravated battery after beating a man at a wedding reception. According to police, the father and son duo got in a fight on September 3rd with the victim. They struck the man in the head and face multiple times. And here's the deal. They kept beating him when he became unconscious. Yeah, so after he's passed out, I think he'd complained that the caviar was bad. Uh, the victim was taken to the hospital from a wedding reception, and O'Grady and Falkenberg left the scene, and they're still on the loose. They haven't found these guys. And uh, police are asking anyone who knows where the men are to contact 911. I've been at weddings, two of them, where brawls took place. And uh, I, I, you just... 
It's so subhuman. It's mm. unbelievable. All right, and then the last story. Uh, I love this one. Uh, in New Zealand, police responding to reports of a racist flag being flown from a property found that the home was instead flying the colors of the Klingon Empire from oh Star God. Trek. <laughs> That's funny. The Galactic Klingons was announced uh, by police last week, and they reported the week was finished off with a report of a racist flag being flown into property. I bet you it was the Romulans that complained. It was not racist and was, in fact, the Klingon flag <laughs> of the Star Trek universe, <laughs> a sure way to attract attention from the United Federation of Planets. So this striking statement, which appears to suggest a relationship between New Zealand police and the Federation, prompted an extraordinary plea for information from the Herald. And they asked the New Zealand police if they were aligned with the space superpower. And a spokesperson gave a brief response that said New Zealand police regular liaise with a number of law enforcement agencies around the world. However, I'm not immediately aware of any interplanetary relationships at this stage. Yeah. That's a fair statement. I loved it. Though Starfleet headquarters is in San Francisco. Oh, and uh, so they would have a connection with New Zealand? Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Don't forget, uh, we have our friend, composer, and now director, Michael Giacchino, joining us a little bit later on. We're going to talk about his directorial debut in the Marvel Universe. So stay with us. We'll be back in a little bit. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. Fans of the Preston and Steve show, put their show page right up top. See the latest Preston and Steve t-shirt designs in the rock shop. Watch daily rush videos. Or want to hear Preston and Steve podcasts first? Totally your call. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. By the way, uh, Nick went to see Pearl Jam last night. We'll get a little recapage uh, in a little while. Yeah, I'm yeah. Curious how that was. Um, but first, I want to I wanted to get into this. I wanted to uh, mention this article uh, that I saw about people in the service industry, and in, in fact, more specifically, women in the service industry. And apparently this was floating around on TikTok, like pretty much everything everything floats around on TikTok these days. Uh, But it was a bit of a social experiment to find out if sporting pigtails at work would earn more tips from male patrons. Okay. And so from servers to dancers, those who have participated in the experiment shared their experiences on TikTok and uh, they say that their tips have increased since they've uh, do, been using the hairstyle at work. Like, overwhelmingly, like everyone wow. had uh, seen I can see that increase. coming. Yeah, yeah, for some reason. And and what do they it's conjecture like as to? What's that? It's cutesy. Yeah, I think it's got to be it, right? Well, like, a, a, would a ponytail do the same? No. No, pigtails. Pigtails. So yeah. a server who's among these sharing the results said, unfortunately, women are going to be fetishized in different ways by what they look like. If changing my hair up is going to affect that in a positive way, then it's something I'm going to give a shot to, they said. Huh. So, yeah. So, uh, apparently, the pigtails experiment first appeared on TikTok after a server named Grace posted that she made more tips when she wore pigtails to work uh, in a video, and she doesn't describe it as an experiment in the video, but points out how... Wearing her hair that way led to more tips. She said, when you wear pigtails to work, you make double the amount of tips as usual. Double? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'd wear pigtails. I just, uh, I'd be hard, obviously. I'd have to 
pull we, my flesh out. We yeah. could glue some on yeah, to you, maybe yeah. something look like, like that. Look like a rabbi. Uh, but it, but it, it led me to uh, you know thinking about what people in the service industry might do uh, to actively try and get more tips, and that would be changing something, you know, whether it be their appearance or whatever it may be. Did you ever get to, you ever have a job where you had tips? Just um, pizza delivery. I never, I never did. Uh, never in my entire life. That was the only thing that I ever did. As did far you have as... long hair then? Um. Yeah. I did you put your hair in pigtails? No, I didn't put it in pigtails. <laughs> you didn't think of it. Ponytail, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it'd be the same, right, with a guy? Um, like a man bun? No, definitely not, a guy please. With pigtails. <laughs> yeah. I was the coat check. That was the only job I had that was tips. Did you ever put your hair in pigtails to get it? A... No, I Could just... you put your hair in pigtails now? Yeah, I could put oh, my hair okay, in pigtails. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Um, no, I just got, like, they were, you know, they were there for a nice dinner, nice wine, and they, the majority of them would be a little tipsy when they were coming to get their coats, and so right. just toss the, um, the bills. I have seen Marissa wear pigtails on a couple of occasions. It's really cute, mm-hmm. I think. And but I've never seen you no, do it I would before, never. Kathy. Why not? It's, it's just, just not, not me. You. It's not me. I would like. Could you really see me as cutesy? Come on. No. But I, <laughs> I would can like can you <laughs> hold, hold your hair up though? Just, just I need to see that yeah. sometime. What that would look like. So, oh, <laughs> dude, it would be super cute. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? I also don't. I don't really have the hair for pigtails. You either. need long enough. Um, just like a, a little more volume. Right. No. Yeah. Like yeah. Jason Momoa. My pigtails came after I got these Joseph Anthony extensions. Ah, uh, yeah. that's what you have more hair, you can do it. Okay. Cute flat brim hat, perfect summer hair do. Chewing bubble gum. <laughs> but listen, whatever, any, anything, I would imagine that, that if you work for, you know, and tips are a part of the equation... That yeah, do whatever you got to do. All are off, yeah. To try and get, and I would, and listen. If there's anybody listening, two one five two six three WMMR that you would like to share your your tip for getting tips. Uh, but I would imagine, you know, like like cleavage would be a part of that too, don't you think? Uh, sometimes when I'm dancing for a guy in the champagne room, oh, I yeah. put my knee on his nutsack. Ooh. <laughs> and I get tips on it. Yeah, like skin Gently. to skin, skin to skin. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but like pigtails that. is a way to be like cutesy and maybe get an extra tip and not have to like throw your boobs out there for you. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a little yeah. more obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, I know what you're saying. Absolutely. Uh, I, I would imagine. Yes, anything. If you're going to work the system and you're there and you're you've that's everything's predicated on that. Yeah, you would do, you would do that. There, I can't think of an equivalent that a that a guy would do though. You know, I, I mean, Some, yeah. no, no, this is mainly that. this is mainly for for women. Yeah, uh, getting men to tip more. What about men getting men to t- <laughs> men getting men to tip more? I don't know. Look at look uh, at hairs and pigtails. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you could. I don't know. Honestly, not it would, it would be more uh, banter, like talking sports, sure. and getting, getting into their world, or you know what I mean. Right. I mean, listen if if you're if you're a savvy person that works for tips. You try to get some ideas of what that person is you're serving, what their personality is like, uh, and catering to that and saying some things that might connect you to them. And therefore, they may want to, you know, help out and and tip. Right, right, right. You know, so, but I've never been in my, listen, pizza delivery person, there's only so much you can do. You show up and you Uh give them your pizza and they make a split second decision on whether they're going to tip you at that point so i never really had to work it whereas at a table if you're working tables or you're a bartender or something like that you're spending a little bit more time with yeah, people yeah there's, there's, there's no way to pad when you're dropping off a pizza it like no and and excuse also, me sir your your eyes are piercing when you're waiting like there there is a, a, a it's so funny to hear this from me yeah. the guy who doesn't know when to shut up 
Uh, but there is a there is a fine line between you know like uh, you know being uh, engaging and, and overly chatty, overly chatty. It's like because they're not there to hang out with you. Yeah, sometimes I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. I've seen people start to blow their tips just by over overworking the table. Yep. Let me go to Deb. Hey Deb. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's I, up, Deb? So many years ago, I used to bartend at Chi Chi's. And Terry Hill, it was right around the time that the movie Cocktail came out. Right. And I used to do crazy, like, blender tender things, like by putting straws in the in the blender and pouring it in the glass. And I also got into doing, like, little mini magic tricks that's at cool. the bar. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's smart. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. I, like, little coin tricks and, uh, like, tricks getting things into glasses and that sort of thing. But I used to love it, and I really helped out. So what, what, what would you say percentage-wise, how much did your tips increase when you started doing magic tricks? Uh, probably like 50%. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, I would do it to people that were kind of just there by themselves, just like kind of bar fly type of people. Right. And, um, you know, so they would come back to the bar regularly and had a, had a great rapport that way. It was a blast. I, that was a great job during college. It was, it was really wonderful. Let me ask you, Deb, did you, get, did you get hit on a fair amount as a female bartender? Um, yeah, back in the day when I was single, for sure. But yeah, no, it's, it's just—I think that's probably one of the. Um, it's something you got to put up with, right? Yes, yes, yeah. It was, very, but I was—I had—I I flirted back too. I mean, you got to do. You kind of had. I mean, I just was be fr- very friendly and smiling. And, right. Well, it's a means to to an end. Yeah. You yep. said, Preston. When Thanks, you delivered Deb. pizzas, you would flirt with the people, right? A little bit, of course, yeah. a little bit to try and get something going on, but you know. We go for a walk. Yeah, <laughs> didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, I'm going to go to Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Good morning. Good morning, it guys. Good, Good morning. morning, it. What's up? So my sister is a server down in Disney World. Disney World, family friendly, and she did the pigtails experiment um, at her job. And, ha- and she, as it, so she's a waitress at Disney World. She serves in Magic Kingdom and at one of the resorts. And she did pigtails, and she tried to see if she got more tips. She ended up getting more tips because of the pigtails. Now wow. in Disney World. So uh, do any guess percentage-wise how much it increased? Um, she she didn't tell me how much, but she did show me some of the uh, the, the cash that she got in a Snapchat of the night that night. Wow. Um, I mean... In, in Disney World, she does get pretty good tips just because everybody is on vacation. Right. Um, also, the prices. But she also, like, has, like, fun pens, like, that have Mickey heads on it. The other thing is, and it's very strange, she's done this as well. She's engaged, but she doesn't wear her engagement ring while she's on shift. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, listen, that makes sense. I, you're you're looking to, to pad it a little bit. You're working, and that's, I mean, if you're comfortable with that... Why not? She's been down there for about seven years, um, and I don't I don't foresee her ever coming back. I'm fine with it. That's you know, it's my in at Disney. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah totally. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate it. There, it's fifty um, percent. A lot of people do the the opposite with the the engagement ring thing, and they wear a fake one so that people will keep from bothering them from hitting on them. Yeah. That's another thing. Do you but know anybody ever used to do that? Tip-oriented. That's more leave me alone. You know, don't I, bother me. I knew a female bartender who had a, a whole bunch of fake <laughs> wedding rings. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And and would wear those. Yep. Yeah. I believe it. Absolutely. Uh, let me go to Laura. Hey, Laura, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Laura? Hey, 
All right, so without fail, I was not into the objectifying hairstyle, but if you add a smiley face, just a smiley face, you'll make 20% extra without fail. Now, the other thing I would do is if I knew it was after church, I would always, I would always say, God bless you. I'm Jewish. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. Now, that's that's thinking about it. So you got the church crowd coming in, and you hit them with a God bless you, and boom. And it always works. Wow! That's smart. That's yeah. a smart thing, and you're not. It, that's, it's you're not being duplicitous. It's just it's a little thing. And the smiley no, I mean, face that's coming from the heart, right? Yeah. The smiley yeah. face, though, for like that that would that works for me. I like yeah. that. I love like, it. Oh, they're friendly. I do too. Okay, yeah. As long as I said thank you um, and put a smiley face, like if you just wrote thank you, they don't see it. But something about the smiley face and yeah. always like right right by the total. I'm telling you. And it was like a game between me and my coworkers. Like, all right, I bet you. Go ahead. Do that with that table. I bet you. And, like, sure enough, they'd be like, oh, my God, it works. Uh, yes, I think it's just a pleasant thing to do when I see. Uh, listen, I I, I did pretty Lord. well to begin with, but I think that's a nice little flourish. The thing is, you got to. It has to be on that at that port part of the transaction before they're paying. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously afterwards it won't make any any difference when you return with the uh, with like a credit card or whatever. I love that idea. They're just simply a smiley face or. God bless if it's after church. What, what if you're like a police officer and at the bottom of the ticket you added a little smiley face? Oh, right yeah, there yeah I think that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If, especially if if you're if you're doing a lethal injection at a prison, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. You, you did a little nose boop. It's those little things. <laughs> boop. That's terrible. You know, I was really not looking forward to being uh, dead, but you're. You I, know, was, I was one. <laughs> I like that. Right. You can put me out. Uh, let me go to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken, chicken pot, pot pie. pie. All right, Andrew. Thanks for singing to us. What's up, ma'am? Hey, so first off, I actually served you and your family back at Melting Pot way oh. back in the day. Wow. Which um, which one did you work at? Uh, the Warrington one. Sure. Uh, I still remember that Rochelle uh, say uh, sensitivity to, cil- to cilantro. Yes. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Good wow. memory. Yeah, I think this man owes a tip, Preston. I hopefully we tipped yeah. him well yeah. that night. <laughs> oh, it was great. Anyway, Excellent. so so I uh, I bartend, and my biggest tip is I put on the fakest personality that I can ever put on. Whenever I go to greet somebody, I just turn it on and I get complimented for it all the time because I'll go over and say, hi there, everyone. How are we doing today? And just be so excited that they are there. And then as soon as I walk away, just go back to like, oh, my God, what a miserable day. Do you yeah, know what normal I'm Andrew. I'm at a table. I'm the happiest person that I could be. Andrew, I would say there's sort of an unspoken understanding between customer and server that, okay, even if you're putting this on, I'm enjoying this because having someone who is a sourpuss and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, just frowning and down it sucks. So if you're going to go the extra mile to sell it, even if you don't feel it, that's still cool. They're not demanding authenticity, but they just enjoy that you're kind of working it a bit, correct? Absolutely. If I can make them enjoy their 30 minutes with me by putting on a super fake fake ass <laughs> and a big smile just to get, you know, over a 20% tip, then then great by me, and I hope you had a great time. So what's, what's your uh, degree of success with this? Averaging over twenty percent tips for putting on a big smile in front of everybody. That's there worth it. Worth and it. it. And it makes it worth it. Yeah, so right. worth it. Thanks, Andrew. You still at uh, Melting Pot? 
No, they closed. No, no. I'm at a uh, bar in North Wales now. All right. Well, are enjoy, there, sir. Are there any melting you. pots? Yeah. Yeah, there definitely are. Yeah. There used to be one in, in Chestnut Hill that they closed. and, and uh... Yeah, there's one in King of Prussia. We went there not that long ago, All right. actually. Uh, here's a text that says, as a mail server, you got to sweet talk the old ladies to get at least a 10% tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's, that's a classic. My wife worked in a place that was kind of the family place to go on Thanksgiving and you know, Christmas and the the family dinners and so on and so forth. And Preston, what would happen is, like, they'd, they'd hand the bill over to Grandpa or Grandma, and they'd pull out, remember those old tip calculators? So you just yeah. knew that you were going to get nothing. Uh, by the way, here's another text. It says, whenever my, coworkers, whenever my coworker wears stockings, older men heavily tip her, and we do not work off at tips at all. We work there an ophthalmologist. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? You're tipping there? Wow. Uh, and then she goes on to say, also, I wear a fake wedding ring because it makes men flirt more and increases my sales. So mm, it so works the other way. It makes them flirt more. Interesting. Mm-hmm. By the way, so, yeah, it, uh, as far as tips go, like right now, the... <laughs> Uh, the you've done a good job tip is twenty percent, right? Yeah, and that was fifteen percent a few years ago. Uh, do you guys see it being notched up to twenty five? Uh, cost, cost of living, right? Uh, what's that with the, with the cost of everything going up? Right, a lot well, of people are tipping more generously. Know. No, I don't think so because the prices are going up, right? Yeah. So uh, I used to get the sandwich in uh, down the shore uh, in the beginning of the summer. That sandwich was seventeen dollars. Now it's nineteen dollars. So you know I don't have to tip anymore because. I don't have to tip any more percentage-wise because the price is already going up. So 20% is where it stays. Okay. I'm just yeah. curious as to if, if you guys foresee it, like, notching up in a few years. I mean, it is an op- when you When you get the bill, like, places that calculate it for you, 25 is an option on there. Oh, yeah. I know that. Oh. But, I'm, but I'm saying the, the accepted. Standard. The, the standard, standard accepted. Standard. Like, right. like, if you tip less than 20%, it's considered, okay, you right. didn't do that good of a job. Right. Okay. You know? We've and all been guilted into 20%, by the way. I it know. It used to be 15%. Totally. That's what I was saying. It used to be 15%. But I was a server, and if I didn't get 20%, I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I was a server at a restaurant in the mall, and uh, King of Prussia Mall, and it was a place that used to be called um, uh, Brew Moon, and then that became Rock Bottom. Yeah, so when I worked there, Casey, it was Brew Moon, and it was a great restaurant. I really liked working there. Um, And then uh, Rock Bottom was a good restaurant as well, but people generally spent, uh, tipped less because they'd been shopping in the mall. And so it was not a great place to be a server because people would come in and they they would have spent a lot of money while shopping and then they felt like they were going to cheap out a little bit uh, at at the meal. That sucks. Yeah, it did suck. Yeah. Yeah. So location, obviously. Yeah, for sure. The the only other time I was a server was this place called Murphy's uh, Old Irish Pub, which is still in Alexandria. It's on King Street. And that was a great job. And, Steve, we would have regulars there almost daily. And people would come in for for lunch. And then, you know, Friday and Saturday nights, people would come in and you just get to know the customers. And once you get to know them and there's a rapport, you usually get tipped pretty well as a result. You also appreciate a customer understands that that that, that means everything. Oh, yeah. you're, 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 the tip means a lot. Yeah, and so. you, you knew which guys wanted coffee as soon as they got there. And, like, you know, when you get to know your regulars, it's a it's a cool experience. No, I love it. Uh, let me go to Mike next. Hey, Mike, good morning. I have three testicles. <laughs> pretty close <laughs> to it. Sounded like yeah. Gary there. Wrong. Yeah. Nice, Mike. All right, what's up, bud? Um, I was working at a pizza shop years ago, and a guy... Uh, would bring his daughter in, and he would dress up as Santa Claus, and she would dress up as a um, an elf. As an elf, yeah. That's so smart. I took my I took my daughter and did the same thing, and we made bank. 
<laughs> that's so a good idea. Delivering pizza around the holidays dressed as Santa Claus. Man, that's a, that's a smart yeah. move. That's a great yeah, idea. Santa, you know, getting a present from Santa. Yeah. Huh. Ooh, solid. All right. Or, owing to your impression, dress like Gary Lauer. Well, then, could yeah. you do it for other holidays? For, you know, yeah. e- around Easter, you think the Easter Bunny or around... Halloween? Uh, Veterans Day, dress as a veteran? Or, no, yeah, that'd be no, wrong. Probably not do that. That's just full salary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, or you could do, but for the 4th of July, you could be like Uncle Sam or something like sure. that. Sure. So, I, I, co- I do have a cousin that used to deliver at the same pizza shop I have, and he used to wear uh, these crazy hats. He was a DJ. Love okay. uh, A party DJ. Okay. And he would uh, wear these crazy hats, and he would make ridiculous amounts. A good idea. Well, Hanukkah, too. you could dress as Jackie Mason, Preston. Something that kind of stands out. I like that. All right, thanks, Mike. Uh, By the way, we did a uh, welfare check on Gary Lauer, and we never heard from him. We never heard back. Yeah. You're, right. you're right. We did that the other day. So, Gary Lauer, if you're listening, we just want to find out if you're okay. <laughs> oh. Doesn't sound it. Call us and let us know. <laughs> I had three testicles. <laughs> I'm going to go... Uh, here's another interesting one, uh, a good idea if you deliver. I'm going to go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Good morning. You bitches keep bothering me at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what bitches do. What's up, man? Yeah. So I deliver I deliver in Lansdale. Um, and one, is they usually give about 45 minutes to an hour to deliver, mm-hmm. as you guys know. Um, if I'm coming close to that, I will call the customer and let them know that I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that, you know, does work. Another thing I would do is I would wear Philly shirts and Eagle shirts. That also helps. Oh, that's nice. So support the uh, wearing sports shirts, teams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, especially during the games and Sundays. I mean, I'll, I'll bank like two hundred bucks during games mm-hmm. and Sundays. Now, if you pull up and there's like a like a like a Pittsburgh flag in the window, do, do you? Uh, yeah, do you keep do you a bunch of jerseys in your car? <laughs> Go Steelers! <laughs> That's a good idea right. too, man. <laughs> if you see some indicators, yeah. a license plate frame, or Ben bench like yeah, you switch real quick. That's pretty smart, <laughs> and it would be worth the investment. There's, absolutely. All right, uh, thanks, Steve. There's a great Ben Stiller uh, from the Ben Stiller show. There was a commer- They had a, a study of this guy. It's supposed to be a documentary, and he he sells life insurance. This was the whole premise to people who are deadheads on tour, following the dead. Yeah. All right, and so he's dressed up. He goes, "Man, you gotta understand, it's all gonna come down at some point." And they see him going back to his car and across the street is a concert for the Cure, and he's putting on the lipstick and he's <laughs> doing the whole thing and walking across. It was great. I love that. I wonder if I would, uh, I, I kind of enjoyed uh, being a pizza delivery guy. Do you want to do it again? For I, I wonder if I, how much, how enjoyable that would be. We should deliver pizza to now. people for one night. Make make that, yeah. We should deliver. Us in a van. Lorenzo's. We, yeah. we could get a, a, a semi-tractor trailer and load up with Lorenzo's. And take, yeah, take, those take one up. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the pizza place that you worked at? Emos. You worked at Emos? Oh, you were at Emos, Emos too. Oh, I didn't know oh, you yeah, worked at Emos. Absolutely. Do you yeah. remember the address? Uh, no. Okay. But I, I know it was on uh, Olive Boulevard. I could tell you exactly Case. where it was. You could point Casey in the direction. Yeah. point Casey yeah. in that direction. Because Casey will be in right? your, your home area. That's part of the deal. Yep. Is it IMO or EMO? IMO. But there's tons of locations all over the place. So. Conveniently located? Uh, to me, I had an apartment right across the street from there. Uh, but it was, uh, I wasn't living in the apartment that There's time. There's only one on Olive Boulevard. Really? In University City? No. No, that's no, no, not no, it. No, 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 no. Those guys are losers. Anyway, that's a different, completely Not, different part of town. Those are almost. Okay. You got to look in Chesterfield. Just, okay, Chesterfield. Yeah, that's okay. Emus, E-M-U. Uh, <laughs> hang on a second. I want to go to uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, good morning, bitches. What's up, bitch? <laughs> 
I don't have much of a voice left from the Shinedown concert last night. Oh. <laughs> Glad you had a good time. Oh, they're amazing. All of them are awesome. <laughs> but I was pregnant with all of my kids when I waitressed. And uh, all the at once? You, well, all at once. All three at once. No, three different times. Okay. <laughs> so you, but, got, you got more tips when you were pregnant? I got more tips when I was pregnant. You would start to even arch your back, do a little waddle, like oh. when you're bringing things out. Playing you, on the sympathy. Exactly. You work it. You carry kick pictures of your babies inside your little folder that you're going to write down their menu, what they, you know, what their order was. Right. A quick question. When, when you were done having children, did you ever one evening consider stuffing a pillow under your... <laughs> Well, you know, after after all the kids, I actually didn't go back to waitressing. But I don't think I would be a you know be above <laughs> that. <laughs> no, actually, now I think about that. Thank you, Chris. By the way, if you know if you're a place that doesn't have like regulars all the time, yeah, you could put on like a fake cast or right. you know some kind of little uh, fake injury. Well, what's the thing that we've heard that they'll do? Uh, oh, it's my um, uh, it's okay. I'm working on my birthday, but it's still okay. They'll they'll mention that it's their birthday. Yes, right? Isn't that's that a, a thing? Is that a, a go to? You could easily do that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right, Casey, I got a call on line one here. Uh, And, yep, I don't know what kind of setup we need for this, but apparently uh, he's on the line, and I guess he's okay. It's Gary Lauer, ladies and gentlemen. Gary? What's up, Preston? (laughs) All right! How's my family? How's everybody doing, man? He's alive. We're good. Uh, We're doing all right. We just haven't heard from you in a long time. Uh, You know what? Absence makes the heart go father. Wow. That's that's actually right. That's correct. How you doing, Cap? How you doing, sweetheart? How you doing, sweet tea? Good. How are you, Gary? I'm good, babe. I miss you guys. I miss you terribly. I would really like to win Bill Weston's seat, man. He would love that. Oh, my God. He would. Yes, he would. Oh, my God. I would be in a suite. Oh, my God. I would have so much fun, man. (laughs) So, Gary, what's been up? It's not a suite. I, I don't think these are suite. Yeah, yeah. It's just their tickets. Yeah, oh, exactly. but I don't care. Give me a, a ticket. I'll, I'll have one for Bill. You'll have one for you Bill. Remember, I'll have a cold beer for Bill. Yeah. Gary, Gary, for one day, worked for Bill. He was Bill's oh, that assistant. Was, that, yep. oh, that's right. We've got to do it again. We have, we have to do it again. Encore performance. <laughs> Bill loved that. Uh, how has your summer been, Gary? Everything's good in the hood here, man. I'm just dodging bullets, man. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, literally, yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. Literally, yeah. yeah. It's terrible, man. It's terrible, bro. Gary, where are you working these days? What's that, bud? Where are you working these days? I'm not. Oh. Oh, not at all, huh? Um, I'm not right now. I'm having a hard time walking with my right leg. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. My doctor's a quack. He took blood, like eight tubes of blood. I don't know. He's a quack. And and then drank it. Yeah, I don't know, man. He he told me uh, tubes of blood. I don't know, man. He, he's a quack. I need he, he, he said I need eight tubes of blood, <laughs> Gary. You got to get that looked at by somebody who's really, you know, a, a solid doctor. Yeah, yeah, Mike. This guy, this guy should retire. He needs to see a doctor. This guy, he's like eighty years old. Don't they? Don't they have to retire at a certain age, doctor? I, I think it's probably wise when you lose the ability to walk or have vision or well. That's what my to do this right now. I got to get my. Back, to get, uh, back well, together, and then I'm right. uh, job hunting. Do me a favor. To describe what's wrong with your leg. Uh, when I, you know what a Charlie horse is, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, no sooner I walked from here to Seven Eleven, then I should get my beer, and, and I can't even walk back. I have this Charlie horse. It just goes all the way up my leg. Yeah. Huh. Sounds like it's sciatica. Very, very painful. And I, I mean, muscle relaxers. I would love to have one of them. But no, you don't want that. No, no it doesn't no. go well with your beer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I drink that every day. Yeah, doctor's yeah, orders. Exactly. How's that? How are you doing, Nick? And how's your, how's your son doing? Uh, yeah, doing great. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. No, you're a good guy. Everybody's there. He's a good guy. Casey's a great father, great dad. Preston, you're a great dad, a great father. Ah, well, thank so you. So nice. Thank Steve, you, Gary. Steve Morrison, shotgun Steve Morrison, you're an excellent husband and, and a great dad to them dogs and cats. Folks. Thank you. Am I a shotgun? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, shotgun. Yeah, yeah, shotgun. So That's why I said shotgun Steve Morrison. It's been so long, I forgot my who's, name. Who's the oil can? Me. Oh, that's Casey. Oil can, Foster. Oil can, Foster. Yeah. Okay. All right. Foster came in the oil can. And I'm just... Foster oil cans, Mr. Crickley. Oh, that's what that's... How, how, how are you doing, Case? How's your family, bud? Everybody's good, man. Yeah, we was just worried about you. You didn't check in last week, so I we got a little bit of concern. I man. I only call Pierre Robert once in a while, and I wish him a good day. I told him I love him, and it's cake. So, 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 what do you? What kind of job are you looking for? I want to work. I want to work back in the kitchen again. I can run oh. a kitchen and, and, and morning manage. It's what I do, man. Okay, so you, you you've you've run, you've worked like to, you've like worked the breakfast shift at a restaurant. I like, you, to, I like to open up in the morning so I get everything ready for lunch and get right. and prep and get it all ready for dinner and I'm out. It, I do a, I do a hard eight hours. I leave. I, I worked, eight, you know, I'm a ball player. I've come to work for eight innings, man. I, I go in there and knock it out, man. All right. All well, listen, if all anyone. Right. If, all eight innings. <laughs> you, can, you can help me up, man. Well, you get one off of good behavior. I have a great resume. I have a good resume. I have a good resume, man. If you're going to help me up, get a kitchen job working in the kitchen. Well, you got to yeah. fix your leg. Make sure you're drinking enough water, Gary. Nah, she's right. Beer. Kathy's I right. I drink plenty of water, plenty of milk, plenty of bananas. I'm, I'm doing all of them. You drink a lot of bananas? Well, I eat bananas. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Uh, well, let me, let me tell you something. Just get, get yourself... Listen, we know that you, 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 you'll work a, a solid eight if you can get your deal. You're looking for, like, the breakfast shift at a restaurant or, like, a, uh, like a takeout place. So if anyone knows of anything, let us know. That sounds excellent, Steve. Thank you so much, young man. Hey, Gary, with uh, since you haven't been working, you've been watching any good shows that you can recommend or anything like that to us? Well, I got, I got, I'm, I'm, I just told you, I, I got a flat screen TV now. I, I know. That's I why got, everything is flat. I got this, I got this Roku or Roku. Yeah, Roku. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I, I can watch movies and like, I got regular basic TV now. Like, I'm watching that, uh, like, like, I'm watching the. Uh, Mike Jerk and that other girl. Uh, yeah, Alex. yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alex Har- Halley. Uh, Alex Harley. Harley. Whatever. Yeah. Holly. Yeah. yeah, I watch them guys every day, man. That's cool, man. That's great, man. And I'm just, so, I'm just, so, I'm just so glad everybody's well there, man. And then, and Billy Burns is the best guy in sales, man. Wow, Bill Burns. Yeah. Bill Burns. Burns. Yeah. Wow, wow, man. Bill Burns is a good guy, man. Bill Burns is yeah. a good guy, he man. Is. Yeah. What about Chuck? Chuck D'Amico, he's a class act, just like Eric Simon, man. He's a good guy, man. He knows right. everybody. Harry is yeah, running down yeah. our entire I love, my, look, staff. I love my family, man. Yeah. yeah. Who I does Who you. does payroll here? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was watching this morning some of that Pearls, uh, some of that Shine Down show from Camden last night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, look, they were the, one of the best fans in the country, right, man? They're they're hot. They're on fire. Yeah. yeah, they have a huge fan base here. Oh, in Cadillac, Brent Porsche, that's his <laughs> yeah. favorite band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, man, when they were out there, they were doing it for Johnny. That's stupid Johnny, man. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't got nothing on me. Anyway, no. okay, Smith, you're going to deliver some pizzas? I'll be your, side, I'll, I'll be your sidekick. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll be yeah, your we, sidekick. We got we to really follow through on this, Preston. Do you know? You um, know, for for a brief period, Gary, your, your name was considered uh, for going across country with Casey. Man, if it can get me out of Philadelphia, I'll be I'll be blessed, bro. Yeah, but we. I've been, we, I've been, I've been Dan Shore in what twenty years? 
Do you want to get out of Philadelphia permanently or just for a little oh, trip? I just need to get out of my hood, man. It's, 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 my, my hood is shot. It's, it's very shot. dangerous, right? Oh, man. Look, the cops, the EMTs, are the hardest workers in the, in the city. Yo, and yeah. your Philadelphia fire department, man. Mm-hmm. Detectives. Man, I see my friends every day, man. Shot them all. They're all my friends, man. They're good guys, man. They're they're good guys in Philadelphia Police Department and Firemen and, and the MTs, man. They're all my yeah. friends, man. Well, you and you're the mayor of Juniata yes, Park. Yes, I so. am. They knock on my door. They give me effing. Bra- they give me brass knuckles. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> well, at least I have it. I'm sorry. Have, hang hang on. Is hang, hang, hang on. I just want to clarify yeah. this. They give you brass knuckles. Yeah. Well, they use them on him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You can get them at a pawn store. They're really called paperweights. Yeah, they're illegal. Yeah, we can get them at a pawn store. Okay. All right, get them at a pawn store. Hey, uh, Gary, is it no. dif- is it difficult for you to get to Feasterville? I can't get to Feasterville. I can lucky I can get well, from here to my well, uh, well for, for a job for a job. No, I can't get that far, man. All right, there's a place called the Copper Kettle Tavern, and they are hiring and in need. So if you wow. change your mind, I got an email from a listener and said they are uh, actually hiring right now. <laughs> Gary, if you, if you can pull, pull it together, that's, you listen, you know, bite the bullet a little bit. Uh, if somebody's offering up some some work, it yeah. might be. Oh, I, oh, no, I, I understand all that, and I really, great, gratefully, and I'm very humbled by that, but I can't walk from here to the L, man. Okay. Uh, wow. I work, I, I live right in Juniata Park. My all L right. is Erie and Tarsdale. Let's get your leg. Right, all right, yeah. and, and do it. Do yeah, some. I gotta of... get. Sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. You got to get that leg right. If that's how bad it is, because I know you want to work, but got to get. We got to make sure you can stand up and do what you need to do. Get an electric know, scooter. You know what the funny thing is, too, guys. I mean, I can talk to you guys. And my right side of my leg, my toes are are, are not. Like my my left side of my leg, my toenails are all clear. You can see they're blood red. Then on my right side, it's like they're all not. They're like dead. My nails don't even grow. Huh. Yeah, I are, don't know what you gotta it go is. to the doctor. Are they uh, discolored or anything like that? Just, yeah, just my yeah yeah yes yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not good. That I mean, it's like good, diabetes Gary. and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, then... my nails don't even grow, man. I mean, I I, 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 I always, I always take care of my my skin and my body, but something's not right if I my Kathy, nails. Kathy, do you think you could could assess this if Gary were to send you a D pic? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you saw your doctor about this, Gary? About six months ago. Okay. Dude, it's been again. a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, went, I went before, and he took three more t- tubes of blood. I went the last time, I took four more tubes and of blood. And what were the results? He said something about my enzymes. He's low on blood. Your liver enzymes? <laughs> something like that, maybe, uh, Case. And did he recommend any medication or anything? Man, he gives me medication that goes, when I get it, I see all the side effects. I, I read it all. I say, oh, my God. But my, one pill don't cure you. One will freaking kill you. So I, I, don't, I, I threw him away. You no, throw no, them don't, away. Don't, 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 don't. Dude. Can't do that. The only thing I take is 800 milligram emotions, and I, and I break them in half. Gary, you yeah. have to listen to your doctor and take the prescribed medication. I know a, a lot of things have potential side effects, but if you've got something serious going on, you've got to, you got to take the, the, the chance, the minimal chance. That something might go wrong and and uh, fix the problem. I, I'm going to have to take. I'm going to have to look into another doctor. So this is not. This has right, been, so, so, been going on for too long now. It's upsetting me. Do I'm, us a favor. Do us a favor and make sure that you follow through with that. So the next time we talk to you, you have a new doctor who's taking care of that leg. And then, then when that happens and you're ready to get a little bit more ambulatory, we can get you set up, or at least nice people offering jobs yeah. can help you get back on your feet, all I mean, right? Listen, hey, just... That sounds great. And by the way, hey, hey real quick, 
quick, if I may. I know I took up a lot of time. I wanted to know how, how hey, hey, sweet tea, how's Case, uh, Chase doing? Good. He's great. Thanks, Garrett. Get no, yourself a, healthy, will you? You're the greatest mom ever. You oh. really are. Oh. Thanks, so, Garrett. Garrett. Listen, go to the doctor. You might have a diseased liver, bro. So you, you might want to head on over to the doctor and and not go and, and drink beer today, you know? I could do that. Okay. And, and make sure if, you, if you're prescribed something, take it, man. When you see, if you see that list, Preston, man, of all them side effects, I'm, I'm like, man, this is going to hurt your liver. This mm-hmm. is going to hurt your kidney. Mm-hmm. Good lungs. If the doctor's telling you, you know, that's, you got to listen. Yep. I, I just think, just I, make I sure, make sure it's a doctor you trust. So get a new doctor, get a new, get yourself checked up, yeah, get your it. leg back up and run, but you can't. Or if they're telling you to make some life, if you don't, if you're not comfortable with the medicine, they're telling you to make some lifestyle changes, you have to do it. Yes, I, I'm all for that too. Also, all right, because I, I lost some weight. I, I lost some weight also. All right, well, I you... used to be buck forty five, buck fifty, and I'm not even nowhere near that now. Yeah, that's, right. that's a well, little Well, I'm really concerned about you, Gary. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I really appreciate Preston, man. It really, truly means a, a lot for me. And, and right now, I'm inspired to do the right thing and look into a better doctor. You do that. We want to hear from you next week, all right, that you, you, uh, made, you made some in all right? Next, I'll call you next Monday. In case, if you can, give me a call. We can talk about Bill Weston's tickets. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about getting you healthy. And listen, you can blame the doctor, but a doctor is only as good as his patient, right? Yeah. So you have to listen to him. And uh, I would recommend going. Like sooner rather than later, like yep. today. Yeah, I, I need to. I definitely got to change doctors. I have to go doctor shopping. And, and, and Gary, to today, Gary. Yeah, you got the time. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're not, you don't have today. you don't have work holding you back. So and I have and I have medical insurance too. So I have to take advantage of this. Do it today. I will. I will. I will not put it off, Dad. All right. All right. I like it. And then check right. back in. All right. I'll, 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 I'll call you next Monday, Preston. All right. All right. Thank, thank we're you. We're going to hold you to it. You. I'd like to thank Bill Burns, Chuck Sneaka, <laughs> Eric Simon. And my Lord Kathy and Savior, Jesus Christ. Steve Morrison, <laughs> Preston Elliott, Todd Nick McElwain, and my main man with the pots and pans, Casey Boyd Foster, <laughs> and Marissa Mokin McNada. All right. Well, well done. All right, Gary. Hang in there, man. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. See you, buddy. Wow. Gary. I didn't quite. Obviously, there's stuff going on with his toes and his feet. That's that sounds. Well, that sounds not here's, good. Here's the deal. He's calling the doctor a quack. Yeah, his doctor he's prescribed not, him medication he and threw, he it, threw it away. And he's talking about enzymes, dude. You can't mess around with that. No, you, you cannot mess around with that, and you definitely can't. If, if you've got a liver problem, you can't be drinking, drinking beer. Yeah. Uh, Gary, out of the 7-Eleven. come on, man. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. It was a good call. It was important that yes. we spoke to him, so See? I'm glad we did a wellness because something's going on, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can kind of nudge him in the right direction to get I something done. I three testicles. <laughs> and they'll want to see that. They'll want to check all <laughs> yeah. three of those, too. All right, well, listen, we have to take a break. Yeah. Uh, we have our buddy Michael Giacchino is going to be joining us a little bit, so let's take that break and come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us, friend. What's new? Glad you asked. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Collective Soul. Ghosts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, we're going to talk to Michael Giacchino in a few minutes. Uh, not only composing, but directing now. And in the Marvel Universe, so we'll get him on. On just a few minutes. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got uh, some other things we can chat about. Like I said earlier, uh, Wednesday, we're going to be giving away tickets to uh, Pearl Jam show at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. 
Uh, we're giving that away on Wednesday, and it's a sold-out show. These are Bill Weston's tickets, by the way. Like, quite literally, these are Bill Weston's tickets. So you imagine when they're schmoozing the uh, program director of radio station, they get you some pretty good tickets. I would think they're going to be decent. But I don't know. Is Eddie going to be upset? Uh, that's a good question. Where's Bill? <laughs> yeah, he may be expecting to see. specifically sent tickets to Bill, and I can't see. Is Bill, is Bill Weston in the audience? You would see that flash of silver hair. <laughs> that shock of silver amazingness. And be able to catch it from the stage, I would imagine. But uh, well, he's not going to be there. Hopefully you're going to be there. Uh, but Nick saw them last night. Where did they play last night? Uh, Madison Square Garden. Oh, they're at the Garden. So it was uh, September 11th in New York City. Uh, and uh, we talked a little bit about this last week. But Harry Styles has been doing yeah. these yeah. shows at the Garden for a long stretch now. And so Harry Styles actually took the night off. Uh, and Pearl Jam was able to come in and play a gig at the Garden in New York City on 9-11. Um, there were a lot of first responders there last night. There were some first responders who hadn't been in the city since oh. September 11th, 2001. Oh, my God. Wow. Eddie, Eddie spent a lot of time talking about what it meant <clears throat> to be in New York on 9-11, uh, playing in the Garden, and, and talked a lot about you know um, what first responders are still going through, helping them get insurance. It was a really touching, great show. Um, it, just for that alone, he talked about uh, what John Stewart has done and, and helping first responders get the health insurance that they need. Um, the Williams sisters were there last night. Serena and Venus Williams were both really? there, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, so he shouted them out, and then um, and they opened the show with my favorite Pearl Jam song, which is called "Release." And uh, it's not a sh- song that they do that often. Mm. And they started the show with it. They've actually done that song at that venue in the past. Uh, to open up a show, but I'd never seen them do that there, and uh, so it was just like a really cool, emotional um, beginning, and this is that song, and it just it was a great, great way to start off a show in New York City. What album is this on? This is off 10. It's the last song is on it? 10. Yeah, yeah. God, I haven't listened to that album from beginning to end in years. I think the only other time I'd seen them do this song, maybe I saw them do it in Seattle uh, 20 years ago, but they did it in Philly in 2016 when they did the entire 10 album. They started, they did it beginning to end, starting with once and ending with the release. Still my favorite Pearl Jam album. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a great record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that it's... and Versus are both really good, but it was a lot of hits last night. Uh, three songs off the new record, including um, uh, Dance of the Clark, Clairvoyance off of uh, Gigaton. Giga. Uh, Giga. Um, and then they they ended with Rockin' in the Free World. <laughs> there it is. Uh, they ended with uh, Neil Young's Rockin' in the Free World, and then Mike McCready came out and did um, a sort of Jimi Hendrix-style version of uh, Star Spangled Banner. Okay. Statistically... How often do they play Keep On Rockin' in the Free World? Is, is, it, is it a virtual every... No, no, no. It's not every... It, like, so the normal enders are either Yellow Better, uh, Rockin' in the Free World. They do Baba O'Reilly quite a bit. Uh, and then sometimes a song called uh, Indifference. But um, last night they ended with uh, Rockin' in the Free World, which is pretty amazing. Was, did, uh, did Ed... Uh, he always talks to the audience. Yeah, there was a decent amount of banter last night. And he, he really kept focusing on how much it meant for them to be in New York on that date. Uh, he said that they've done 35, 36 shows in New York City. Uh, by contrast, they've done about like 50 or so in Seattle. And he's like, we don't remember all the shows in Seattle. <laughs> but we remember every single one of them in New York City. Now, if, if you're a fan of Pearl Jam, you're going to know this gentleman... Nick McElwain, right up there. Stand up, Nick. Is, is Bill coming? <laughs> no, man, he's giving up his tickets. Uh, God damn it. Had you ever been in New York City for a 9-11 anniversary? No, no. And, and, uh, and I know you weren't there, there. You didn't go to any ceremonies or anything like that, but it's got to feel it's, quite interesting. It's a, Yeah, I mean, like, there's something about it, and, and it's a... It's a good thing to remember. It, Eddie talked, he made a really interesting point 
which was how awful and tragic and terrible September 11th, 2001 was. September 12th actually weirdly felt good. There was this sort of, we're all coming together, we're going to support one another. Uh, you know, politics went completely out the window. And, and so, like, just as a country, we felt really unified. Uh, if only for it a short time. It was a wonderful time. feeling. It really it, was. And, and it's weird to especially say that juxtaposed to the nightmare. Right. Yes, Especially in that city known for, you know, I was born in, in Manhattan. I, I know the, you know, that's always the, you know, the cold-hearted uh, New Yorkers and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, it was something magical. It would be nice to, sans a tragedy like that, get back to that. Absolutely, yeah. So um, they also did Purple Rain. They covered uh, Prince. Wow. Uh, which I saw them do. I saw Eddie Vedder do at uh, the Beacon in February, the show that I went to with Pierre. Uh, and then they did... Um, well, I Fl- need to hear a version of that. It's badass. Is it? Yeah, and you know who, who uh, they trade vocals? It's uh, Eddie on vocals and Josh Klinghoffer. From the Chili Peppers, huh. uh, and he comes out in Josh Wales, and he's an incredible guitarist. So he's a really nice addition to the touring band. Um, so, but lyrically, they go back and they forth. They go back and forth. So Josh Klinghoffer takes sort of the higher print. He takes the verbs. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, the higher register stuff. Uh, but Eddie Eddie put on uh, Harry Styles' jacket for uh, for Purple Rain, which was neat. Um, I'd like Nick to join me up on stage for when doves cry. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh, was Harry Styles there? I don't think so. Okay. They didn't make any announcement that he was there. But at the, the end, with Rockin' in the Free World and uh, Star Spangled Banner, uh, Chad Smith came out. So Chad was the drummer for uh, Eddie's solo tour, and um, and he and Josh, obviously, they have a relationship for the, for the Chili Peppers. Wow. So Chad came out and did sort that of a backup awesome. drums. It really it was. great. It was an epic night, and like uh, I'm excited to see them in Camden on Wednesday night. Uh, but to see them in the garden on, on September 11th was something special. And for them to open with the release was damn mind-blowing, you know? It was really cool. Yeah. And they did um, another song. There was a Mother Love Bone song called Chloe Dancer, uh, Crown of Thorns. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Wait, hang on. What's that? May not be when did they did they start with this? Now everybody's got a special kind of story. Everybody finds a way to shine. It don't matter that they got not a lot. So what? Left days and you have yours and I'll have mine. And together we'll be fun. Cause today's different strokes move the world. Yes, it does. It takes different strokes move the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the I hell is the context for that? I don't know. I want to hear the beginning because I missed the beginning. I never heard those other lyrics. Yeah. Hang on. Now the world don't move to be just one drum. But not be right for you. May not be right for some. A man is born. He's oh a man God. of means. Oh my they God. They don't know what to do. They got nothing but jeans. But they got different strokes to take. Different strokes to take. Different strokes move the world. <laughs> It's great. Uh, Casey, it's, I love your Eddie better. Between Steve's Eddie's speaking voice and your Eddie's singing voice, I think we got it all covered. It's vibrato. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was just labeled new Pearl Jam release, so I played that <laughs> not knowing what it was going to be. I don't think that's authentic. I don't remember that. No. I don't remember you doing that. How long ago was that? Uh, it was in May. No, it was, uh, oh, gosh, October of 2020. Wow. Okay. Do we play it then? That's pretty priceless. I, 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 I don't That's a remember. good question. Maybe yeah. maybe we never got around to it. Man. Sitting on a gym. 
All right, well, Wednesday is when we will be giving away the tickets uh, for uh, Pearl Jam. So listen up. We'll we'll get details on um, how we're going to go about that. But Wednesday morning, we'll have your opportunity. You had something special over the weekend. I wanted to mention something uh, that I did over the weekend. I was invited. I had the deep privilege to be invited to bang the drum at the beginning of this weekend's Philadelphia Union game. Yeah. And if you haven't been to a game or seen it, there's a tradition that they do where they invite somebody to come out and right before the team takes the field, hit this gigantic bass drum uh, and get the the crowd to chant Union. It's straight up tribal. It's uh, awesome. Yeah. And it was a great experience. Number one, the the people that work there at uh, Subaru Park are just fantastic. Very nice people, really accommodating. It was a beautiful, beautiful night. Weather-wise, it was perfect. And uh, so... It was jam-packed, you said. It was sold out. Yeah. From what I could tell. Uh, And yeah, so the, the team's hot. Very, very hot right now. Most successful team in Philadelphia. Yep. And uh, so the the crowd was really fired up, and I think a lot of people uh, who maybe have uh, never really have always wanted to go to a game finally went to one. It was amazing. It's a great tradition. Um, it is you know reminiscent of what the what the Sixers do before um, you know a Sixers game with ringing the bell. And I want to because you've you've rung the bell on a couple of different occasions, and I know that they've told you uh, in the past with at the Sixers that you got to hit the bell pretty hard. Well, right? yes, yeah. If, if you wanted to make it uh, uh, impactful, now they have, but they have an effect that's going as well. They have a sound effect in the building. Okay, uh, that uh, th- so they they time it out with you because you know there's a there's a um, uh, an animation that happens on the floor, yes. so you have to do it at a certain time. And they also have a, a you, I, I think there's a sound that accompanies it too. But this, the drum at the Union is strictly, you're, you're, it's an acoustic drum, and you're hitting it, and the sound that it makes is legit. Now, my out, question I think. is... I think it's freaking loud, by the way. Oh. Did they tell you to beat it as hard as you did? Yeah, they said make sure you hit it hard. Okay. Uh, because <laughs> they said they've had some people come out and just kind of tap it, uh-huh. and it's just not the same effect, so I hit the bloody piss out of that <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, And I practiced, I, I, I did... You know, kind of got myself ready. I'm, I I'm told him, I'm like, I'm a drummer. You know, I, yeah. I think I'll, I'll be able to do this. And I also, I did something. What'd you do? I was quite proud of because I did watch a couple other people do it. I watched their videos. So when you have a crowd, a live crowd like that, um, and you're talking about a stadium size area where the sound has to travel, when you, so it's a call and response. So the way it's supposed to go is you uh-huh. hit the drum, it goes boom, boom, and the crowd goes union. So it's supposed to go boom, boom, union, boom, boom, union, boom, yeah. boom. But the way sound travels, and I know this because I was in marching band. Right. When you hit something and people are far away, it takes time for the sound to travel from here to there. So I anticipated and I went early each time. So I, rather than wait to hear them chant union, yeah. I'd go boom, boom. And I just did the played the rhythm in my head. Because even though when I heard them say union, it was going to be a little bit delayed, right. I anticipated it and went early. So, therefore, I had a nice, clean rhythm when it was all done. <laughs> did, did they make a comment about that? They did not, but I think the audio speaks for itself. Do we have that? Yes, we do. All right, so here we go. This is it. That I sound a little earlier on it, yeah. but I heard video. I, somebody had video from out in the stands. Yeah, 
Uh, a guy sent it to me, and it sounded perfect. No, nope. right up. Oh, I so need to hear I, that. I, I, uh, sounded really good, Preston. <laughs> well, thank you, thank hey. you, Eddie. It was nice to have you there. By the way, it was great. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Unlike Bill Weston, and Penn just misses everything. But you can hear one one little snafu did happen. You'll hear one of my one of my strikes was quiet. No, oh. so uh, on this uh, this mallet, this really long mallet, which is about the size of like an an oar that you would use in a in a rowboat. Um, at the base of it is a little leather strap, okay, yeah. uh-huh. which they use to hang on the uh, the bass drum when nobody's hitting it. Right. So I I went I hit the drum and I think it might have been my third or fourth time in. <clears throat> and as I came back over to the drum, the strap got caught on one of the lug nuts. Uh-huh. And and I I think I broke it because I it it was caught and I couldn't therefore I couldn't come back. Uh, you broke it. <laughs> Paul was you there. ruined it. How many people before you have done this and you break it? And so you'll hear here. Listen, hang on. Yeah, I think it's this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I, I missed one. I'm a little pissed off about that. <laughs> you're, you're... But uh, but listen, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was uh, it was an honor to be asked to do that. The crowd was really responsive. There was a lot of love for the show. There, oh, I too. love that. Like everywhere awesome. I was walking around, people were were shouting us out, and, and um, it's um, so cool to have that facility there. Oh yeah, and, and there should be though. You know, got to get some places around there to uh, to to eat and stuff. And the first uh, thing that I saw, by the way, uh, when I got back to when we were going to our seats, is I pulled up my phone and I saw that Deuces Rogers from uh, 6ABC had uh, retweeted a video of me doing that. <laughs> and he said something like, it seems like Preston could single-handedly demo a house yeah. <laughs> by the way he was hitting that. Uh, and we got, yes, uh, Nick, your buddy uh, Dax uh, Rogio. Yeah, Dax is great. Uh, was the union photographer, and we have a gallery of great photographs from that and video posted now at PrestonandSteve.com. Excellent. Uh, and it was uh, it was Fang's birthday, their, uh-huh. uh, their mascot. So uh, the the um, uh, Gritty was there, and a lot of the other mascots. Swoop was Look there. Look at that familial thing with the mascots. And what I totally forgot about is Gritty was there, and I was walking off the field, and he comes by, and I gave him a high five, and I forgot when you hit his palm, it squeaks. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so I, that was I got a nice laugh from that, but um, uh, and I want to apologize to uh, the 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 sons of Ben. They invited me to come up into the stands, yes, uh, and you know and play drums with them. And uh, so I, I think it was Ryan, who's the vice president, had invited me to come up and, and be a part of that. But uh, we had gone up to one of the things. If, if you bang the drum, they invite you to the owner's suite. So I was up in the owner's suite, and we were hanging out and talking with those guys. And and they I, understand. I, listen, and the game was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't stress this enough. If you've never been to a union game, it it has what I love about certain sports like hockey is nonstop action. Yes, like it is constantly oh, yeah. going. The game does not end. It's fluid, it's moving, and it's more exciting than you think it might be, than soccer might be to most people. That was a perception that I had for mm-hmm. many years until we finally started getting out there. And I, I don't get out there nearly as much as I would like to, but yet once you see it that way, you realize how fast it's moving and how much they're running. Yeah, and it's, and you know, 
it's if, if you follow hockey, it's easy to follow soccer because there's it's the, the same, same thing without ice. Well, the same th- type of things for setups and and uh, and maneuvering the ball right. and getting in the zone and stuff like that. It was really really cool. And dude, at one point it was four nil, so the crowd <laughs> was going crazy, They're dominating the season. They're just killing it. And yeah. It ended up being five one at the end of the whole thing. So it's great. It was a great time. And I'm telling you, if you want something, if you've never been to this, you want something different and cool to do. The fan base is is insane. They're ins- incredibly loyal. Uh, it is a lot of fun. Subaru Park is a beautiful place. They have great food there. It was just a damn good time overall. And so thank you to the Philadelphia Union for having me come out and, and bang the drum. I would do that again in a heartbeat for sure. All right, our guest is ready. He's all set to go. And he is making his Marvel Cinematic Universe or Marvel, I guess, and Disney Plus directorial debut on this whole thing. And he's holding, what does he want? He's holding up a video of something. I don't know what that is. I think that's someone that he's, he'll, he'll explain. Well, we have him via Zoom this morning, and you know him from his world of uh, compo- uh, composing for incredible films, left and right, but now he's directing our friend Michael Giacchino is on the line! Hey, how are you doing? Hold on one second. Are you taking a call? Just go no, I'm on with my mom right now. Oh, <laughs> hi, Mrs. Giacchino. They're, they're saying hello to you. So, Ma, just go to WMMR.com <laughs> and, and go to the live stream. Okay? Aww. Go to the live stream. That's All right. Sweet. Okay. I'll talk to you in one second. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's great. Michael, is, is she tech-savvy? Will she be able to do that, or is this going to be a nightmare? Yeah. She should be able to do that. She should be able to do it. She, you know, it's, believe me, the one thing that my mom has gotten amazing at over the pandemic has been the technology and i'm constantly impressed with how much she can do so excellent yes so 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 we're gonna trust that that's gonna happen you know nice. preston was mentioning the, the the marvel thing which we're going to talk about but you are you are in both marvel and dc because you believe you did what i believe should be the academy award winner for soundtracks <laughs> the batman which was yeah. sensational, Michael. Oh, you wasn't just that a fun movie. You destroyed it. It was a masterpiece, and your music oh, is essential to it. I just loved it. I, I mean, it's it's just incredible. So we haven't talked to you since you kind of teased it on the air for us. It's been way too long. Yeah, it's been way too long. I but, know. I know. Well, you know, that was an amazingly fun movie to do, and that was done obviously during the pandemic. So normally, I'd be able to go to London where we recorded it and be there with the orchestra and all of that, but. I did six movies this year, uh, including the the werewolf one. But I scored six movies, and none of them I was able to go to the session well, for. Well, by the way, home. let's remind people, Spider-Man No Way Home, The Batman, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, you know, uh, uh, huge. So you're, obviously your your dance uh, bill is filled up with music, but then at the, yeah. at the D3 rollout where they're showing all the teasers for all the things that are coming up in the next year, what do we find mm-hmm. out? You've directed this project for Marvel. And President, was, we were blown away. Blown away. <laughs> I've been wanting to tell you about this for so long. It's been something we've been keeping a secret for a very long time. I've been working on it for almost two years now. And I actually shot it in Atlanta. So I was there for several months. And every morning I kept thinking like, oh, I'm now on the same time zone as you guys. <laughs> I can call in and it could be like fun. It could be I don't have to get up so early and all of that stuff. But I I just wasn't able to say anything about it. Well, so. we know that it's for Rarewolf by Night, which and I yes. did a little bit of research on it. I was vaguely familiar. And, and apparently this was it's it's gone through many iterations and it was considered almost yeah. too much for comic books. They, they used to be a sort of a judging council 
uh, you know, yeah. that, that sort of uh, made Tales from the Crypt and all that stuff was verboten for a while. But yep. then it was sort of rediscovered in the 70s, I guess. And, yeah. And, so uh, what happened was that, like, the, the comics code didn't allow for horror comics, didn't allow for anything like that was, like, you know, showed monsters or the occult and all of these crazy things. It was right. back when they had a real iron fist on what you could and couldn't do. And then in the 70s, that opened up, and Marvel was just like, great, go. So they, they started doing all of this horror uh, affair, which was amazing, which I loved as a kid. And oh I, I still have my Me too. I still have my Werewolf by Night comics from when I was a kid. Wow. So awesome! You know, I I loved it. So when Marvel, Kevin Feige at Marvel asked me, he was like, "Well, what what is it? If you know, if you're going to direct something, what do you want to direct?" And that was the first thing that came out of my mouth was Werewolf by Night, and he was like, "Really?" And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Yes, really," because in in Philly, growing up, my brother and I was we would just watch on Saturday mornings the Creature Double Feature, uh, and, you know, love with it. Dr. Shock and all of that, you know. And it was just like the greatest thing in the world. So I love that whole whole area, that whole universe. And then Jack uh, was it? Jack Russell was the uh, Jack Russell, yeah, right? Jack he Russell's he, he sort of character. he was the one who yeah, uh, uh, right. So so the the um. That's that's the incarnation that you're doing. Yes, I, but but we are taking some liberties with it, and 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 I know, you, know you can't talk were, a lot about it. But I can't yeah. say too much about it, but I can say that the original comic was about a, <laughs> a very rich white kid from Malibu who, <laughs> uh, you know, had so many problems, you know, millions of dollars <laughs> and so many problems. Uh, so it was always a little bit janky to me that whole thing. So I I I wanted someone different in that role and. From day one, the only person that I could imagine being this character was Gael Garcia Bernal, mm -hmm. who was Hector in Coco, but right. was also in a show called um, uh, 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 Mozart in the Jungle, plus a million other things. He's yeah. he's he's one of the most famous American uh, Mexican actors in the world, you know that that uh, from that country, and he is just for me, for my money, one of the most talented people I've ever seen. So I just love the guy. So I was just like, it's got to be him. So it's it's done clearly, uh, at least from we got from the trailer. Uh, there there's there's a bit of tongue in cheek. There's a bit of um, old style universal uh, um, love in the in the black yes. and white in the oh, approach. Absolutely, a little bit yeah. of operatic uh, uh, method to it, and and it's I I love it. I love stuff like this. Oh, good. good yeah, good. I I had a feeling you would. I had a feeling you would. It was yeah. It's all black and white, and it's all you know. It's it's a love letter to all of those things, while at the same time doing something new and fun and fresh for for Marvel. Now, is it a, is it a one off or is it it's a one off? Correct. It's a one off. Yeah. It's a uh, as you're it's sort of tilting special. your head to the side. Yeah. Halloween special. Halloween special. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You well, know. I mean, look. One of the things that I wanted that I said to them, I was like, let's let's you know, the big discussion was. Well, let's just do something that belongs just within itself. Let's right. not worry about it connecting to a million other things. Let's just do this idea. It's like a great episode of The Twilight Zone or or Night Gallery or something like that, where you go and say, let's just tell a story, and then we'll see what happens. And then after that, we can decide what we want to do. But but for now, it's that was the idea. It's just to do this one thing. So that's, this is going to be out on Disney Plus on October 7th, so that's, that's approaching. Yeah. Did you... Did you compose the music for this on top of directing it too? I did. What? I did. And, and, yeah, I did. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I'm not going to lie, it was an incredible amount of work. It was a lot of work throughout the entire thing. But 
I had a great crew and my editor, Jeff Ford, Jeff Ford and I have worked on many films together, me as a composer, him as an editor. So this is the first time working together with me as a director, composer, and him as an editor. And one of the things that I was worried about going into this as a composer was, normally I have the director and we keep each other straight and we bounce ideas off each other. This, it would have been me talking to the wall and and yelling at myself, complaining about what I'm doing and all of these things. And but but Jeff really was the 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 counterweight for me, and it was great. So working together, I could be with him because we know each other so well after working on so many movies together that it was just wonderful. And the whole experience, he would be in one room. You, you've been to my office, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you haven't been. Uh, well, I've seen. Office. I've seen it on <laughs> yes. Zoom, yes. You've seen. Yeah, so so we, we edited the whole thing there in my office, and um, – so he would be in one room editing. I'd be in, I'd run over to the other room, write a piece of music, bring it back as he's putting it together. We'd put it in and we'd be like, oh, wait, let me go fix this. I go back. It was just such a fun experience. It <laughs> wow. was really like being kids again and just being left to our own to do what we wanted to do. We had the greatest time ever. That's great. That's time. great. Michael, yeah. speaking of, of your office, uh, Preston and I were lucky enough to visit uh, a few years ago. And uh, we also met your friend, uh, Kirk Thatcher. And Kirk... Is in yes. Werewolf by Night yes. as well. I saw him yes, on the credits. Yes, Thatcher is in Werewolf by Night. I know, it's <laughs> hilarious. It's it, There's this subset of people in the world that just went, that lost their minds when they saw that trailer <laughs> and saw his face in there. <laughs> because, because it takes a very special person to really be like, in on the in on the joke, like in on what Kirk does, you know? So Kirk has had a couple cameos in different things. In Star Trek, he played punk on the bus. And that alone mm-hmm. is great. giving him this, like, groundwork of fandom uh, from these from this wonderful group of people. And so when they saw that, they were just so happy that he was in there. So Well, you're amassing really your, the way uh, uh, Scorsese has his go-tos yeah. and, and Tarantino. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now that you're entering the realm where, where you're going to have to decide how much uh, do you live your life as the goat of composers or the goat of directors... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'll be something to consider. But I mean, it's it's amazing because we've talked about this a number of times. I think the key to the success of your soundtracks and the music that you compose is that it, it you can hear it and know it's cinematic. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? You you're informed yeah. by your abilities, and you 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 have certainly trained for this, and you're, you've directed before. Uh, but uh, now you're kind of able to turn it the other way, uh, coming yeah. in it from that side, which is which is wild yeah. because. Again, I, I, going back to the Batman, I, I, you know, I'm watching sequences where, where the Batman first emerges on the subway platform, and mm-hmm. that music is critical. <laughs> and and um, so all of that is, yeah. I'm just, it's so uh, incredible to see it all come together in this in this well, thing. It's such a, it's such a, you know, it's all about storytelling, right? And 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 music is no different. Music is all about storytelling, and if it doesn't tell the same story as the movie, you're in trouble. So. So, so when I was filming, when I was shooting with the with the cast and on set, we did every, the other great thing about this was we built sets. It's all on sets. There is uh, as much practical as we could do. We tried to do it as as much as we could in the vein of what they used to do in the in the thirties uh, with the Universal films and all of that, and the Hammer films later on. Um, but as I'm filming and 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 I'm with like say with Kirk for one instance, and I'm like Kirk, and I'm filming a scene where he has this this axe and he's making his way through this like uh this area of the set and then he's going too fast i'm like kirk slow down slow down because this is going to be the rhythm here's the music you know? ah this yeah. is this is how slow i need you to go mm-hmm. and then he would go oh okay i get it or i could play a piece of music and say here's here's the vibe 
here's what it's going to feel like. And it really kind of can set a tone in your head as an actor of, okay, now I know what you want to do. So I was sort of like pre-composing ahead of. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Doing like, that while like they it, were shooting. Ennio Morricone on the, um, on the thing, the John Carpenter's The Thing, that there's a beat, yeah. dun, 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 that yes. goes throughout. And I mean, again, yeah. that movie would not be what it is without, no. without that. So I, I, I love best. that. So what did you take from the set? Because these guys tell me that you have this amazing collection of, <laughs> if you had all these practical sets built, what did you steal? Well, I don't know if Marvel's listening to this. <laughs> I, have, I have a couple things. Plus, I have a list of things I want to go back for, actually. Oh, wow. So I'm like, you know, I have a few things, a few key little uh, items that were, were, you know, part of the story and all of that, which, which were really fun and uh, it was honestly it was very hard being on that set and not being distracted by some of the props going like where I should have been thinking about <laughs> directing. My brain was going, how do I get that into my office? I need to get that to my office, you know, as a, instead, because there was just so many cool things that we built. We the whole- literally built, you know everything and the whole the whole notion walk onto these sets yeah the whole notion of practical sets is so i mean you know nick murphy who does the video stuff uh, for us us here uh, we we talk about you know the mix of, of cgi and practical and and um they're using what is they called the wall or they, they this this new thing oh, that's the sort of, volume the volume that's the, revolutionized yeah. you know it's yeah. a huge screen that they can be in, enveloped in and they can get uh, in fact it's used in the batman when they're up in yeah. the building and the the sun's yeah. setting and they're getting all the natural light and that's wonderful but there's yeah. something about knowing, like in the old, like the uh, Son of Frankenstein, yeah. those practical yep. sets were yes. just amazing. Yes. It's there's... the best because it, your your brain doesn't have to do as much work right. to, to, to legitimize it in your head. Mm. And you don't even know that your brain is doing that, but your brain is constantly doing that work. And when it doesn't have to do that work, it allows you to just like immerse yourself even further into what you're watching. And yeah. I, for me, I, I, I just didn't want... What I didn't want was the actors to have to over imagine, do all the work of trying to imagine what's around them on top of doing what they had to do already, right. which was to help us believe that what we're watching is actually going on, actually a true and real story. Um, I, and and, and the, all of them, all of the actors were just like, couldn't, you know, we're so thankful that there was all of this stuff in front of them because they could really treat it more like a, like you would a play or something with a really great set. You could go in and just be there. That's you know? great. And Speaking of, really, of, really of plays, uh, Michael, we we noticed something. Steve pointed this out. We were talking about uh, whose birthday was it today? The EGOT winner. It was a Jennifer oh, uh, Hudson. Jennifer Hudson's birthday. She's, you know, uh, I mentioned she's an EGOT winner, and Steve goes, you know, yeah. Michael's a T away from an EGOT. <laughs> you are. And I wonder if that might be I a goal am. down the road. Uh, you know what? If it happens, it happens. It's it's one of those uh, theater is really hard. Yeah. Theater takes so long to produce and and to come about. And and I love theater. I mean, in a lot of ways, I started in theater in high school. I, I did so many plays through high school and into college, and I love it. Uh, but who knows? Maybe a werewolf musical. I don't werewolf know. Werewolf by night, the musical. Hey, they did Dracula, yes, right? Exactly. Yes, of course. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> I'd be sick with just being an ego. Ego's good, too. Right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, ego, well, ego. People tell me that already, so yeah. it's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I always said that the, the movie Saw could be a stage show. It really could. Uh, and so... It, it, <laughs> no, no, hear out, because he, he, you said that... The, 
<laughs> Ethel Merman would have been perfect for it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, again, Robert Preston and Ethel Merman. <laughs> <laughs> it could end up being like Raggy Horror Picture Show. People like squirting blood. And right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yes. Hey, uh, Michael, in about a week and a half, I'm going to be in L.A. I'm driving out there. I'm driving across the country. I leave a week from today, and we're doing Are it you on running the sh- from something? No. no. This, this is something he's wanted to do forever, and we're doing it all throughout the week live. He'll be checking in around the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on, on yeah, Friday. So so, I'm going to L.A. I'm going, yeah, can I come over? <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? There you go. All right, cool. That was simple. That was really, really easy. All right, I'll just... What, what days will you be in L.A.? Uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday of, of next week? Yes, yeah. sir. He's, leave, right. he's leaving uh, Monday. The 23rd and okay. 24th. Well, let's we'll figure something out. I I don't even know what I'm doing next weekend, but I think I'm here. So you're probably uh, busy. <laughs> if you're smart, you'll be busy. <laughs> we all still need to come over. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know it's so true. Wait, We're working on that. Calendar here. Someday we got to do that. Eighteenth, right now it looks like I'm here. Yeah. Okay, no, right. the twenty third, twenty fourth. Oh, 23rd and 24th. Yeah. Um, He's like, oh, no, no, I'm out. Yeah. Oh, actually, I might, well, I'm, I might be out of town. But anyway, we'll figure it out. It you doesn't know, matter. We, we, yeah, it'll be nice. We'll, yeah. Speaking of out of town. Like it doesn't matter. He'll just go to your house anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on your lawn. Just, just, leave the, just leave the side gate open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're, you, know, you had somebody watching your animals. Just come into uh, the side gate. Yeah, uh, exactly. I texted uh, Michael over the weekend because I knew you would be at Burning Man, and we'd I read that, the, uh, that this year's Exodus was just a, a, a total S show as far as the traffic getting out of there. Uh, and people yeah. were were sitting in like eight ten hours of traffic. Did you end up in that? Yeah, no, oh. I, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I luckily, luckily avoided all of that. Uh, I stay a little longer than most people. I get there earlier than others. So uh, uh, on those days that everyone wants to leave, those are the days you try to avoid. I mean, well, I've been going for a long time, so you kind of uh, you 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 know that. But some people just have to get back to work, and I got to go. So. Uh, I did have a friend that was in line for seven hours oh. and, you know, and I, I, you know, usually when we leave, I think the most it's been has been four for us over the years, but it can get pretty hairy. And this year, I think everyone was still sort of like, uh, I don't know, his first year back after right. two years off. So such a release then, right? I guess it everyone was, such was... A fun. Yeah, it was the greatest week ever. We had the best time uh, uh, ever. Also, uh, yeah. So Andrea and I, my fiance, Andrea and I, we went and we've been going for seven years now together. And this was our our favorite one so far. Oh. So. Did you, yeah, did you know that uh, Cindy Crawford and her daughter? We're on on site. Uh, they were sort of. Uh, they know, were. They, they were. They were sort Cindy, of. Uh, it was Cindy Crawford's my. My unofficial girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I, we just found out today. She apparently was, I guess, was kind of wearing a disguise of some sort. But she said she was around all uh, the air. It was it Kaya? Is that her daughter's name? But anyway, that, um, that's under. That's weird. Yeah, to wear a disguise at Burning Man. I mean, usually you go the opposite way. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think we knew you were engaged. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Oh yes, yes. That that happened actually a couple months ago. Uh, we were on. We went on a little trip and just sort of happen and we've been together for a long time so it's not you know uh everyone's like oh big shock so um but but it's it's been really nice is the toughest part of popping the question knowing that at some point you're going to have to address the fact of the preston and steve show uh, that uh yes yes that that, that, (laughs) you'll have to bring that you guys are 
Yeah, she's she's marrying into. <laughs> I have to tell. She goes, oh, oh my god, he's he's going to tell me he's 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 not heterosexual or he's and yeah. <laughs> and no, it's so what I listen to. He's yeah, he's going to tell me he's polyamorous with WMLR. <laughs> <laughs> And she's going to have to make that decision. It's it's a tough to one. We've been through it many yeah. times. So. Well, <laughs> um, so this is this is great news. We just wanted to touch base real quick because it had been so long, Michael. But you know, now we understand six projects and directing. All it's on it's your huge. Plate. It's huge. It's, uh, and, you know, and the reason was because everything just got pushed with COVID. All yeah. the projects sort of like slid, and they all landed on top of each other within the same. Part. It was madness this year, but yeah. all fun, all great. With no, fun, fun things with great people, so no complaints. We're all excited. And just quickly, have to ask. Uh, uh, so, with the forty-four thousand things you're doing, uh, another album, another travelogue is Volume wow. Two. Uh, oh, oh, that's interesting. I I am about to to jump into a, another album, a completely different hmm. idea. Which which this actually we're going to solidify this week, uh, which I can't wait to tell you about because it's just weird and crazy and fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm going to do that, and then after that, probably I'll go back and do another travelogue uh, on that. And we're trying to also get a get it together to do that album live, uh, uh-huh. you know, sometime soon too. So that that would be fun. Excellent. Um, yeah, so more of that stuff to come too. I'm not giving up music. I'm just now in court bringing in more hopefully uh being able to do more filmmaking and directing wow. it's, great. it's so cool it's so awesome yeah. very happy for yeah. you man that's excellent oh thank you so much thank you yeah and give kirk our best as well because he's a great guy and uh i will and we'll hopefully be in touch about this out soon we'll be in touch about this casey thing see if we can make this happen all right yeah that'd be great excellent right. you are that's the best good. it is right, uh guys. werewolf by night disney plus october 7th directed by Michael Shakira. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Take care, Michael. We'll see you soon. Take care, guys. All right, we'll see you. Man, could there be a busier, more talented, nicer guy? Just the best. Well, also, Preston, the thing we talk about, he genuinely is a fan. He oh, my gosh. loves the stuff. Big time geek when it comes to uh, just films and genre and all that music, every bit of it, all that stuff. That's what you want. There's this new movie that's coming out about young, basically, it's young Spielberg. Yes. Yeah. I saw that. That looks really, really cool. It's yeah. the, And he always grew up as a fan. When you have that happen, it's it's magical. Yep. All right. We got to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get to uh, the B-File when we return. Stay with us. Hello, this is Bill Weston, program director and head honcho at WMMR. And contrary to what you may have heard on the Preston and Steve program, I am a respected professional in the music industry, and I've secured two tickets to the sold-out Pearl Jam show. In a magnanimous gesture, I've decided to offer up my tickets to a deserving MMR listener, one who promises never to mention three-legged stool, barn door, privileged, or Santa's gotta go. If you can meet these criteria, listen to the Preston and Steve show Wednesday morning for a contest I have creatively named Win the PD's Pearl Jam Tickets. You're welcome. Win free tickets to see Pearl Jam's sold-out show at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion with Preston and Steve Wednesday morning on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
Before we get to the bizarre file, Steve, you wanted to mention something? Yeah, you know, during COVID, a lot of uh, people adopted animals and cats and dogs. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are abandoning said cats and dogs. And so um, we did something last year. I, I say we. I was associated with it. Uh, it was called Kegs for Cats. It was huge. It was at the Philadelphia Brewing Company. Well, doing it again. It's this Sunday, September 18th from 1 to 4 p.m. It's a benefit for the Community Cats Fund. And it's uh, brought to you by Morris Animal Refuge, the Philadelphia Brewing Company, Archimedes Printing Shop, and Max Fund, which is my uh, wife's charity that I help her with. But the, it's, it is a blast. I don't know if you've ever been to the Philadelphia Brewing Company, but it's just awesome. It's got sort of a, a like a, it's an actual brewery, but then in the area where they make the deliveries, they set up tables, and then they have, a, 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 you know, it, just tons of square footage outdoors. You can even go inside if you want, but it's going to be beautiful apparently on Sunday. And you come down, there's raffles, there's all sorts of things you can participate in. But the end result is this money is raised, you have a good time, the animals benefit, and I'm going to be there. And I want to see you there. If you come out, say hi, and we'll hang out, it'll be a great time. So the information I'm going to give to Nick, it'll be at PrestonSteve.com. It's also at MaxFun.com if you want to check that out. But would look uh, would really love to see you out there. So Yeah, we got the, the full info right here I'm looking at uh, at uh, PrestonSteve.com. So. Get that right there. Uh, check uh, events. Yes. You'll be able to find that. Thanks. Nice. All right. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Congratulations to our friends at Family. They were just named SJ Magazine's Best Bridal Jewelry Store for 2022. Uh, Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, or online at familyjewelers.com. Uh, an alligator, drugs, guns, and money were seized during a raid at two homes in Albuquerque last month. But New Mexico wildlife officials said Saturday they are still searching for a pet tiger they believe isn't being illegally kept. Uh, they they got the alligator. Yeah, what's with they, the pet tigers? They can't find the tiger. Investigators think the tiger is with someone in New Mexico or a nearby state. The animal was believed to be less than a year old, weighs under 60 pounds, but tigers can grow to 600 pounds. Uh, the department said uh, that the large meeting, uh, that large meat-eating animals such as tigers and alligators are a clear danger to the public. Yeah, I'd get it now while it's 60 pounds. Yeah, the alligator seized by authorities is about three feet long. It was taken to a wildlife facility after state conservation officers and federal, state, and local police served search warrants. Have they done a good cop, bad cop on the alligator to get the info? Yeah, maybe they need to shake him down to figure out where the tiger is. Um, Albuquerque police reported a 26-year-old man was arrested. Investigator sees two pounds of heroin, 10.5 pounds of cocaine, 49 pounds of marijuana, 17 rifles and pistols, fentanyl and Xanax pills. And five jars of Nutella. And $42,000, yes. Let's not forget the Nutella. (laughs) It's delicious. All right, this is disturbing as you can get. A man has been arrested after a 25-year-old woman was decapitated on the street in front of witnesses outside of her house in San Francisco. Police would not confirm the details of Thursday morning's killings, but ABC uh, killing, but ABC News said that it had obtained law enforcement records saying that the woman's head was cut off with a sword. Her two children, who were one and seven, were inside the house at the time. Police said they did not witness the killing. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Eamon Allen said that the deputy cult was called to the scene and they had found an obviously deceased female in the street. He said they began to work the scene 
And shortly then after, the male suspect arrived back at the scene, was quickly detained by the sheriff's deputies. He later was placed under arrest for homicide. They identified him as the former boyfriend, Jose Solano Landetta, and the woman had reportedly gotten a temporary restraining order against him. So he cut her head off. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. All right, much lighter story, but definitely belongs in the bizarre file. Near Jerusalem, Israel, police arrested a man who allegedly allowed his dog to drive his car for him. (laughs) All right. Well, was the dog over 16? The man had posted video of the dog driving on social media. Was he listening to Fleetwood Mac? I hope so. According to police, another issue is that the vehicle did not have a roadworthy certification for it. According to the Times of Israel... How you doing? The Jerusalem area police said the driver was... Where are you ladies going? ...was arrested. No, where you bitches going? Where you bitches going? Uh, they said the driver was arrested and taken for interrogation on sus- sus- a suspicion of reckless driving for letting his dog drive. Uh, they said those who carry out such acts endanger people's lives. We will, we will continue to act to enforce serious traffic offenses and prosecute suspects who endanger uh, road users with their actions, according to We're the police. footage, Preston. Dog's pretty good driver. Yeah, I don't know how he went about doing that, but he got his dog to drive. So that's pretty impressive, to be honest. Speaking of cars, while $90,000 could be someone's down payment on a house in the Bay Area, San Francisco could also buy an expensive parking spot. The parking spot at uh, a condo complex at 88 Townsend in San Francisco's South Beach neighborhood is listed for $90,000. $90,000 for a parking spot. You know, they have an incredibly high rate of carjacking there, so I'm sure that's what the uh, exorbitant amount is for. The condo complex is located near Oracle Park, and realtor Kelly Johnson said it's not an uncommon price, as another spot in the $90, building sold for $90,000 a few years ago. Uh, Johnson said parking space prices actually came down a bit during oh, the pandemic. So you're actually saving. Yeah, yep, exactly. Well, some people have interesting jobs. The Royal Beekeeper informed the bees of Buckingham Palace and Clarence House of Queen Elizabeth II's death in keeping with a centuries-old tradition. This is very sad to hear this today <laughs> as a bee and as a drone of this particular hive. This uh, information hits us quite substantially, as you can well imagine. And we will suspend all beehive activity for today and we'll return to creating honey and building honeycombs uh, in a fortnight. Uh, <laughs> John Chapel uh, also told the bees that King Charles III is their new master as well. I don't uh, like him. Instructing. I don't like him very much at all. Instru- <laughs> instructing them to treat him well. If it is the uh, Her Royal Majesty's wishes, I shall do my very best, and I shall encourage the other bees to do likewise. Uh, he he first traveled to Clarence House to the residence of the Prince of Wales uh, before heading to Buckingham Palace, the monarch's home, uh, to carry out the ritual on Friday. Uh, the ritual, which has unknown origins, involves knocking on each hive and then doing the neutron dance. And no, that's um, <laughs> the Pointer Sisters. No. Yeah. Well, the, the the prime minister did it in Love Actually oh, right, to that yes. song, so maybe that was it. That, or no, yeah. that was um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. No. Well, anybody loves the Pointer Sisters. Well, you know they're all yeah. great songs. So, nonetheless, 
The ritual, which has unknown origins, involves knocking on each hive and informing them of the death of their beekeeper and who will succeed them in a hushed tone. Mm. Uh, There are five hives at Buckingham Palace and two at Clarence House, the royal beekeeper said. Uh, Chapel, who also oversees hives hives at the residence of the Archbishop of Canterbury, tied black ribbons into bows and draped them on the hives as part of the tradition. Wow. Uh, Chapel said, it is tradition when someone dies that you go to the hives and you say a little prayer and put a black ribbon on the hive. He said, the person who has died is the master or mistress of the hives. When someone dies, you go to the hives and present your (laughs) knives. And talk about your lives. And someone important into the family who die if someone important in the family who dies and you don't get any more important than the queen, do you? He said. Telling, yes, ironically, you're correct. Uh, telling the bees is a European tradition, which is hundreds of years old, in which bees are informed of major events in their owners' lives. The dung beetles can find out on their own. <laughs> Failing to carry out the ritual was believed to lead uh, to the bees deserting their hives or failing to produce honey or possibly even dying as well. That's wild. So they felt that they needed to tell them about that. Quick little um, thing that happened to me over the weekend. I had I was flying this drone that I got that has the goggles, you know, so you can actually fly it with the goggles on yeah. and you're seeing it from the camera's point of view, Preston. Mm-hmm. And I flew it out at a fairly decent altitude over the beehives that my wife has in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you know, like a couple of bees came up, like, because of the sound of the engines sounding very bee-like. Huh. And they, I, I'm. Were they, they like attacking, or I think they were attacking the what? drone? Yeah, but so it was a, pretty wild. A drone attacking a drone, right? A drone I mean, attacking a drone. Yeah, yeah, drones attacking a drone. It's pretty wild. That is interesting. Yeah. Did, is there any video of them? I wasn't because uh, I'm trying to learn how to. You know, you you. Uh, it's a different type of controller. It's a one throttle controller that mm-hmm. you know you. Um, I'm used to using like a game controller to do it, but this is the latest thing. So I wasn't. I didn't hit record, but it was pretty wild to That's see that happen. Yeah. Well. All right, listen, gang, we're taking a break. We're coming back in a moment, and we're going to find out how closely you've been paying attention. We'll have a lesson question with a prize, and we'll get trash and music news, too. So that's next. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Right now, we have a chance for you to win a, uh, for the lesson question, pair of tickets to dine, dance, and take in the amazing views aboard the Spirit of Philadelphia. And the question we are going to go with this morning is, yeah, I have to do this. The Little Mermaid's Halle Bailey's name is very close to Halle Berry. And she probably should have been named what instead? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer. The, in The Little Mermaid, Halle Bailey's name is very close to Halle Berry. And she probably should have been named what instead? 215 215- <laughs> 263 WMMR from our 6 o'clock hour. Let's see if you were listening and we'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's is still open, so stop by today and enjoy pumpkin perfection as Rita's pumpkin milkshakes and concretes are back. 
Be cool and get one of these delicious fantastic treats only at Rita's. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Derek Jeter was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame at Yankee Stadium on Friday night. Jeter noted that his time playing baseball as a young man left him with a singular appreciation for hard work as well as a soft red glow that still surrounds his penis. Months after Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott named their newborn son Wolf and then announced they would be changing his name, the couple has still not done so. Kylie and Travis had considered joining the first names of their favorites, Anthony Bourdain and Usher, but realized the new name would be Anus. Oh, wow. (laughs) The final episode of Days of Our Lives that would air on NBC proper was cut short by King Charles and his message to the world. Amazingly, both events happen to be sponsored by Totino's Jalapeno Bites. <laughs> and that's your we are looking for an answer to this question. Uh, the Little Mermaid's Halle Berry's name is... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Halle Bailey's name huh. is very close to Halle Berry. And she probably should have been named what instead? 215-263-WMMR. We are going to go to Mike and see if we can get an answer. Hello there, Mike. I'm not dead yet. Uh, <laughs> Better. <laughs> right. What is that button? Mike. That's Monty, Monty Python. Monty Python, yeah, the That's Holy Grail. It. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mike, do me a favor. Tell me what Haley, Halle Bailey should have been named. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is correct. Yeah. 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 Rest of the Hang on, Mike. We'll get to music news in a moment. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to Dine Dance and take in the amazing views aboard Spirit of Philadelphia. Departing from Penn's Landing, a dinner cruise on the Delaware River lets you relax and enjoy the beauty of Philly's historic waterfront. You can book today at citycruises.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Drytech Waterproofing Solutions. You can protect your home from water damage, cracks in your foundation, and mold with Drytech Waterproofing Solutions. Preston and Steve listeners, you get 15% off when you mention our show. Go to drytechcorp.com. Motley Crue wrapped up this year's stadium tour with a show at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Friday, during which Vince Neil dropped the news that the band plans to continue touring the U.S. in 2024. <laughs> of course. In addition to touring internationally with Def Leppard next year. My God, they did the whole farewell tour like twice, right? Twice. Or something stupid yeah. like that. And it took a pause, obviously, for COVID. But Jesus Christ, everyone saw that coming. Uh, while no specific dates or cities have been announced, Neil recently told uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal that the band plans to have a third Las Vegas residency. And at the same Sin City show, Tommy Lee told fans that he has joined OnlyFans. The news comes in the wake of Lee posting a full frontal nude picture to his social media accounts. Later explained that he was on a bender at the time. Did we have a... a we do have audio of it. Impressing you're right. Uh, Pam and Tommy, they nailed it. Yeah. They nailed him. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. I showed you my... They took it down. Off the internet. <laughs> what I've done... Is I have now gone over to a place where you can show anybody whatever you want, and they don't take it down. Boom! It, it says OnlyFans on his ass. Oh. You see, his basically his ball sack is visible to the audience. That's great. Yeah, he's. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, he, that, that that guy that Sebastian Stan portrayed was. It's. It seems he's just like that. So look, they oh put they put a flame God. like within the video. He, uh, we're watching the Instagram feed, but yeah, there's 
You can see his sack. Okay. All right. Enough yeah. already. He's having fun with it, I guess. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. Yo. All right. Shut up. Um, so on the, let's see, Paul McCartney took some time out to post a tribute to the late Queen Elizabeth. Uh, back in May 2018, over 20 years after being knighted by the Queen, Her Majesty awarded McCartney the prestigious Order of the Companions of Honor. Cool. For his services uh, to That's music. one step below the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it is, yes. Yeah. The Independent reported the Order of the Companions Honor was founded in 1917 and consisted of the Queen and a maximum of 65 other members. When one member dies, another candidate can be selected. Interesting. And uh, while Paul made this statement, he also said he's going to now be on OnlyFans as well. So. Who's going to tell the bees? Yeah. Uh, on the, he said in a uh, tribute on his website... On the sad occasion of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's passing, my memories came flooding back, and I would like to share some of these with you. I feel privileged to have been alive during the whole of Queen Elizabeth's reign. When I was 10 years old, I entered an essay competition in Liverpool and won my division for my essay about the British monarchy, so I have been a fan for a long time. In 1953, when the Queen was crowned, everyone on our street in uh, Speak Liverpool Finally got a television set, and we settled down to watch the coronation in glorious black and white. Looking back, I'm honored and amazed to see that I met Her Majesty eight or nine times. Ah. And each time she impressed me with her great sense of humor combined with great dignity. It's and very nice to see you again, John. Uh, no, it's Paul, but that's all right. He said these times were firstly when the Beatles got the MBE on the 26th of October, 1965. He said, I remember us being taken aside and shown what the correct protocol was. Mm. Uh, we were told how to approach Her Majesty and not to talk to her unless she talks to us. Uh, for four Liverpool lads, it was, wow, hey man. Our last meeting, and this is a cute story, came in 2018 because of my respect and love for the Queen and her fabulous sense of humor. When I was given the Companion of Honor medal, I shook her hand, I leaned in, and I said, We've got to stop meeting like this. <laughs> to which she giggled slightly and got on with the ceremony. I did wonder if I was a bit too cheeky after saying this. After all, this was the queen, but I have a feeling that she didn't mind. Would you like to go for a romp? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, he said, God bless you. You will be missed, Paul. So I I've, thought that was a sweet little story. Over the weekend, obviously, they had a lot of the uh, ceremonies going on. And, and that is one thing that you kept hearing was she had a really good sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, coming out from the police on November 4th is a new limited edition 40th anniversary picture disc of their fourth album, 1982's Ghost in the Machine. Uh, the new set features an alternate take on the classic album's original track list and sequencing. Which do, what, what do you think is their best album? Um, I've always been kind of partial to um, uh, Regatta de Blanc, but... Man, Synchronicity is a fantastic album. album. Other than Mother, which is a weird, quirky little song, but it is just, it's excellent all the way through. So, I I don't know, Ghost in the Machine's a great album. Yeah. Outlandus de Moore's a great album. You know, it's hard to say, but but I've always liked Regatta de Blanc, uh, personally. Do you have a favorite? Synchronicity. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. It, It is excellent, so... Uh, the new vinyl versions feature uh, version features three additional tracks uh, not included on the original album, which are "I'll Burn for You," which has featured the single mix of the track from the Brimstone and Trakel soundtrack, hmm. 
and the B-sides Once Upon a Daydream and uh, Once Upon a Daydream and Shambell. Shambell. Uh, the to add these uh, the according to the pre- press release it said to add to this unique nature of the release and reflecting the personality of the band. Four songs, Spirits in the Material World, Rehumanize Yourself, One World Not Three, and Hungry For You. Feature Stuart Copeland counting in the tracks. Distinctive audio from the recording studio that was not included on the 1981 release. So that should be pretty cool. And then one last thing, uh, Ozzy Osbourne has released a new video for one of these days. His 2022 collaboration with Eric Clapton, uh, but Eric is not featured in the clip. I've not seen the video yet. No, neither I don't have I. Know what it's about, but it is out there. Oh, and then another thing, and we mentioned this earlier... Wednesday, your chance right here on the President Steve Show to win tickets to see Pearl Jam. Uh, and it is at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, which is the formerly a thousand other things. Sweeter Center. In Camden. It's the E Center. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's yeah. a lot. It's a mouthful. Uh, but uh, Bill Weston. I need you to stop talking. Our own program director has offered up his very own tickets. That's legit. Yep, and uh, you have a chance to win them. So we'll have those Wednesday morning. Complete details coming soon on that. Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> Method and music is for you. Bill's promo is really good. It is good. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, wrap it up the show letter today for the Word of the Week prize. You haven't heard about it. It's a sports trip. We think you'll like it. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are wrapping up our program for the day. It's been a nice one, enjoyable. It's first Monday back in a while. Yeah, that's our right. Full yeah. work weeks now after we took our uh, our three-day weekends through the uh, July and August months. And now here we are. And then, well, then we had a, we had a vacation day weekend as well. But anyway, we're back to work. We're back. Five, five days a week. That's what's happening, friends. And uh, I would like to thank our one and only guest for the day, composer and now director, Mr. Michael Giacchino. Hey. He's the nicest friggin' guy. Local fella. Yeah. And uh, the mo- probably the most successful person we know, I would think, as far as achievements go. I ain't know. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Uh, no, but it, he's even done more with all the yeah, movies. True, it's incredible. So in that realm, uh, Werewolf by Night is a special. Oh, Gary Lauer! It's a Halloween. So then there's Gary Lauer. Yeah. Uh, Halloween special, October seventh, and it will be on Disney Plus. It's a Marvel thing, and uh, it's his directorial debut for Marvel and Disney Plus. Uh, so very cool to have Michael on this morning. We'll talk to him again uh, soon, hopefully. Uh, yes, and thank you, Gary Lauer, for the update. He did yeah. call in this morning. It's been a while. It's good to hear that. He's, listen, hopefully he felt incited to get a handle on a few things and yep. get going. Yep, so it was nice to talk to him this morning. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, man? Fine, thank you. Excellent. Weekend? Uh, uh, very nice. Uh, Jackson and Brent and I... And Sarah were all at Shinedown last night. Ah. Uh, and they gave a great show uh, over in Camden. And uh, Jackson and Brent and uh, myself were also on stage 
Uh, they let us come on stage before the show. And, no kidding. Uh, How cool is that? You know, do, well, not every band will allow it, you know, and um, uh, it was a MMR event, but still, um, it was very cool of them to do. And, you know, we actually, um, uh, Brent sung the national anthem, which wow. was beautiful. And then Jackson told a, a fishing story. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I I conducted a yoga seminar. There you oh, go. Really good. Yeah. But you did all that. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, and again, uh, thanks to the band. Do they regret us. having you on the stage for a. You no, uh, they, there were these big hooks which kept, kept right. coming out. Like uh, Showtime at the Apollo. <laughs> yeah. The, those old, the old showbiz thing where they get the hook to pull, mm-hmm. pull them off. <laughs> anyway. Um, so um, that was that, but uh, it, was, it was actually a great show, and they also did a nice tribute to uh, September 11th, right before they did Simple Man, and uh, a lot of fun was had last night. So, good yeah, stuff. the response from uh, listeners who attended said it was phenomenal. Yeah, and Nick um, was in Madison Square Garden seeing Pearl Jam. It yeah, I mean it was amazing. a pretty epic night, um, and uh, it was cool. I was texting with Pierre and Matt Cord uh, talking about Pearl Jam, and, and Pierre was telling me what was going on at Shinedown. And uh, so we'll all be there at the, in in Camden on Wednesday night for the right. Pearl Jam show. So uh, it's uh, I went to uh, I've been to like six concerts over the last two weeks, and I didn't go to any for for two years basically. And all of a sudden it's busy again, but in a really good way. It's fun. Yeah, I mean there there was a lot of activity musically over yeah. the weekend, uh, and um, at, like last night alone, for example, you had Tenacious D at the Man. Right. Yeah. You had Ringo Starr and his all-star band at the Met, and then you had Shinedown uh, in Camden. So the three large venues in this town were all full yeah. and with different audiences. And you were at Kid Cudi, I think, on Friday night, right? I I cut Kid Cudi. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I introed that, too. Absolutely. Another yoga few, class. Yeah, and did a few jams with the kid. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. I was watching uh, Smoking the Bandit 2 last night. Yeah, uh, nice. and it was uh, you, Jerry Reed's singing... Awesome. And Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. You got it. By the way, plays three versions of Buford T. Justice. Really? In the second movie? Yeah. You remember Uh, that? Dude, I no, I blocked it out. So (laughs) horrible. Blocked it out. It makes the first one look like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Mm -hmm. Is the third one with the elephant? Second one. That's the second one. Yes, that's a horrible movie. Nick was texting me from Madison Square Garden. Oh my God, Pearl Jim just went into something, something, and I go, dude. Shine Down just covered Better Man, ah. which of course they didn't. No. But, uh, uh, and then he would go, Will Smith just came out, or what? No, no, it's Serena Williams and Venus Williams, but yeah. close. Well, and then Chad Smith, yeah. Chad Smith, Chad Smith, Chad Smith. Okay, right. And I go, no, you got it wrong. That was uh, Will Ferrell that came out at your show. Chad Smith was with us. So everything he said, I was, I would. You say, tried to up it, yeah. I tried to up it with some <laughs> delusional madness, which is easy for me to do at being mad and delusional. <laughs> Understood. Well, let's dive into that mad brain and get a letter. You ready? Thank you. Yes. Right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter D, as in. Delusional. There you go. Very good. D. All right. And we have five letters to keep track of. We'll give this away on Friday. It's a trip for two aboard the Philly Sports Trips Ultimate Bus Trip to MetLife Stadium for the Birds game, playing the Giants December 11th. And the trip includes transportation, tailgate with beverages, and 
catered Philly-style food, and also tickets to sit with hundreds of other Birds fans. Packages are on sale now. To join the party, go to phillysportstrips.com today, and you can book yours. We'll give that away on Friday. What's up on your program today, Pierre? Well, speaking of uh, music that's coming to town, like Nick said, we got Pearl Jam Wednesday. Uh, Roxy Music is going to be at the Man. Oh, I've always loved Roxy Music, yeah. I have an interview with Brian Ferry. Oh, that's excellent. He doesn't do them often, and... uh, uh, it's so cool. Uh, so um, the, the, their last album was Avalon in 1980 or 81-ish. And uh, so Roxy Music at the uh, at the Man on Thursday. And then uh, Friday, uh, The War on Drugs and Patti Smith will be back in Camden. And I have a pair of tickets to that show to give away, as well as Nick Mason tickets at the Miriam, or was the Miriam, it's now the uh, Miller Theater, which will be uh, on the 23rd. And workforce blocks of Pink Floyd and ACDC, and we'll flash back to last night's uh, Shinedown show. So good ah, stuff. Be a great day. Thank you, Pierre. And I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Acme, official grocery store of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow on this program, uh, we will have comedian uh, Judy Gold joining us. Ah. And we're also going to have the president and CEO of the Philadelphia Orchestra live from London tomorrow. They're involved in the uh, funeral procession for the Queen. So oh, it, it, that's wild. The Philadelphia Orchestra represented in London this week uh, for the Queen. Wow. Okay. Well, that'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into those things and more tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. <laughs> The traditional medical system doesn't allow doctors the necessary time to spend with each patient, and that's not the way it should be. At Partner MD, you'll have the one-on-one time you need with your doctor. Partner MD provides individualized care, medically advanced testing, and 24-7 access to care at a cost that's lower than you might think. Maybe it's time for a new tradition. Partner MD. It's better health care for an even better you. Visit PartnerMD.com.